Welcome to the Red and Green Report. Orale, let's do this. Episode 6 of the Red and Green Report. It's been a fantastic journey. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Chitter. Uh, Chitter. Twitter. <laughs> Jeez, man, it's been a day. It's been Chitter. a day. Chitter. Chitter. Yo, www.chitter.com. Yo, that's going to be the new thing. Nah. Uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for the Red and Green Report at the Red and Green Report. Red and Green Report on Instagram. Uh, send us some DMs, let us know some ideas, whatever's going on in your head. I'm open to talk to anybody. So, the unofficial sponsor of today's podcast is Differential Brewery over there on Yale and Garfield. If you haven't been yet, go check it out. I was talking, I was actually talking to the owner, and he was saying, yeah, we wanted the environment to be like, yeah, you're getting drunk in your garage. And it's an old... Uh, Mechanic, uh, mechanic place. I can't even. What would you call that? It's an old scooter spot. Yeah. So go check it out. It's oh. cool. They got games. They got a big patio. They got a pool table. They got the TV set up. I've been watching uh, March Madness over there with the homies. So it's been a good time. Uh, episode six. I'm excited for this one. Like been excited. I've had this idea actually for a long time. Um, I got the homie Dom Valenzuela. Yep. Yeah. In the house, the owner of Dia de los Tacos. Um, can't wait to hear his story. Man, what's up, man? How, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, man. And remember, that's tacos with a K. Tacos with a K. K-O-S. K-O-S. Yeah. Host Red and Green Report, hosted by K-O-S, Dia de los Tacos with a K. K-O-A, man. This is, yo, this is working out perfect so far. It's meant to be. Definitely. So... Are you from Are you from New Mexico? Yes, sir, man. I, I grew up out here. Uh, grew up in the Heights. Um, what was it? Uh, of uh, Pennsylvania, Montgomery. It's my neighborhood. Word, man. <laughs> Northeast Heights. No, um, yeah, I grew up over there. Um, yeah, man. Ever since I was 18. And then uh, as soon as I turned 18, um, graduated high school, moved out to uh, to Colorado, moved out to Denver, and then from there, it was just wherever the wind took me. Nice, man. Yeah. So where'd you go to elementary school? Uh, Sandia Base. My mother, <sighs> she works. Yeah, she works over there on base. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, so I went to Sandia Base. So, you know, every morning we had to cross uh, the checkpoint, you know, to get on. Um, but yeah, you know, Sandia Base Elementary. Shout out. Anybody going to Sandia Base? Oh, word, man. What does your mom <laughs> do on base, if you don't mind she, me asking? Yeah, she's a video editor. You know, oh really? Yeah, she went to UCLA for that. She grew up out of here. Uh, actually, she was born in Manhattan, and then uh, wow, yeah, New York, yeah, New York, New York. Um, that's another story. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, she got into um, a video editing position over there on base. Okay, yeah. And is she still doing that? Or? Yeah, she's still doing Whoa, it. She man. says she says I'm gonna do this until they push me out. She's uh-huh. like, I don't give a fuck. 
That's what's up, man. Yo, shout out to your she, mom, Joe. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's due for her retirement and everything, but she's like, nah, you know, might as well just keep collecting the paycheck. You yeah, know, got all up, this man. vacation time. Yeah, man, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. So going to school on base, were you ever connected with the? I'm sure you were. I mean, the military families and the. Oh yeah, people yeah. A moving lot of, in, people moving out yeah, all the time. Yeah, a lot of my friends always, you know, just kind of move schools and stuff like that. But um, you know, during school, there was there was never really in any of that brought up. You know, I mean, okay, um, it was there. Like you always saw people in like the military outfits and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know enough to to know any different. Okay, know, so. yeah, because that's how I grew up. Yeah, I, I grew up on military bases oh, all over real? the place. Oh, yeah, and it was shit. like my dad would always be like, hey. We've been here for two years. We're moving. Right. Get ready. And it's like, man. But uh, no, nah, that's cool, man. You had that experience. But yeah. uh, so Sandia, what what is the name of the elementary school? Sandia Base Sandia Elementary. Base. Yeah, it's okay. R- it's right there when you get on. Uh, and then Kirtland's actually right over here down the street from, from my spot. Okay. Yep. Yep. But um, so Sandia Base, where, where'd you go to middle school? Went to middle school at, shoot, now the questions are getting hard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, it was a uh, Cleveland. Give me, the, give me the cut sign. Give me the cut sign. <laughs> cut, yeah. cut. No, it was a uh, Cleveland Middle School over there off of Louisiana Montgomery. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's that's where pretty much I met a good group of friends that I still connect with. Um. You know, and I got a lot of memories from Cleveland Middle School, man. Yeah. 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 You do sports or or so. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I've always been athletic, but I've never, like, I've always had, like, this inner voice that's always, like, held me back, you know, and always, like, I've been, like, too timid or too, mm. um, I don't know, just, just I wasn't confident in, enough in myself to go out there and just show what I had. I always, mm-hmm. like, overthunk things, you know. I was always a kid, so we when we used to play basketball at Cleveland Middle School, I would go out. And like it would be a fast break, and I'd be, <laughs> I'd be the one like there, you know, throw me the ball. But then I get the ball, and then fucking like dribble it off my oh, face or whatever, you no. know, and just fucking like they toss the ball to you, <laughs> hit you in the face, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> oh man. Or I missed, I missed the wide open layup, you know, and just oh. just blow it, you know. But I always hustled, and that's what I, that's what I remember is that I always hustled. You know, hustled. I, I think uh, the people who are, I guess, quote unquote, successful quote successful unquote i don't know what i'm saying but um you know those people were always at that point where they felt they were too timid or they were too shy and then something just like clicked oh yeah and they were like yo this is what i gotta do in order to to move myself forward oh most of that's dope man so cleveland middle school cleveland middle school and then uh where'd you go to high school went to high school at del norte okay so pennsylvania pennsylvania montgomery is like right there I should have went to Sandia High School, but I honestly had my choice between El Dorado, Sandia, and Del Norte. I could have even went to La Cueva if I wanted to. You know? Okay. But, but I actually chose Del Norte. I was in Sandia's district, but I chose Del Norte because uh, some of my friends, one of you know, a few of my good friends from uh, uh, middle school, were going there. You know, so okay. it just felt like you know, just more comfortable. Yeah. So I chose Del Norte and. Uh, and yeah, took the bus down Montgomery every day, which the city bus. That was that yeah, was fun. Man. That the was city fun. bus. Jeez. I just took a whole bunch of fifth graders to <clears throat> the planetarium. It's it's near Albuquerque High. Yeah. Yep. But it's a charter school. 
It's like career readiness something. Career oh. enrichment center. Yes. Yeah. CEC, career. Yeah, CEC, man. There you man. go. Thank I, I, you. I want that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what's up. I just took a whole bunch of fifth graders with, well, you know, with some coworkers to the uh, planetarium that uh-huh. they have over there All right. on the city bus. Nice. And usually in the past years, the bus will always pass us mm-hmm. on the at the bus stop on Carlisle because uh, I'm at Montezuma Elementary okay. School. Yeah. Right. So we walk to the bus stop. And we'll wait, wait, wait. The bus will come and he'll see us and the bus driver will be like, fuck this. Yeah. Keep driving. But this year, the bus driver stopped. And I like he opened the door and I was like, yo, thank you so much for stopping. I know it's a bunch of kids. And he's like, dude, I just dropped off a bunch of high school kids at Del Norte. Uh, no way. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I was like, dude, props. Thank you so much. And yeah, it took all the kids to the planetarium. We had a great time. But yeah, the city bus is an experience, man. Like... So I tell so all right, so fast forward and you know, I moved all over the place and so people are like, So what's New Mexico like? And I'm like, just don't stare at anybody too long. Yeah. Just like yeah. that's the thing. If yeah. somebody noticed like people notice that type of shit out here and they see you staring too long, they're not afraid to um you know, to to come up to you and be like, What the fuck? You yeah. Know? Or like what what are you looking at? You know, and what's and, up? What, what yeah, are you yeah, looking they, at? Man? Like they're People out here are looking for a fight, you know. Uh-huh. Like it reminds yeah. me of that uh, Cedric the Entertainer joke, you know, where he was talking about the uh, the black uh, hockey player, mm. the brother just skating around looking for a fight. Like, ooh, I wish somebody would. Ooh, yeah, ooh, man. I wish, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> and so, so I tell people like, you know, just just mind your business. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of stuff out here. I remember that, uh, as a kid, um. I was with my brother. I have an older brother. I was with him and his two other friends at Winrock. Or no, not Winrock. Sorry, Coronado. Right. And it was packed. It was like the summertime. It was a Saturday. And I was looking to get a Wu-Tang t-shirt. Like, I really wanted a Wu-Tang t-shirt. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why, we were waiting outside. And this was still the time when, you know, payphones still existed. Mm-hmm. Right. So my brother's home. Yeah, that's what it was. He was using the payphone. So... We were sitting down, and I remember seeing these two girls. Like, I was in middle school at the time. I was like, well, I might have been fifth or sixth grade, maybe sixth grade. These two girls were walking. I was like, man, these girls are cute. Yeah. They get closer, and they're like, what are you looking at, S.A.? Like, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> they're like, where are you fuckers from? What's up? <laughs> and we were all just like, yo. And then, like, fucking my brother's friends were like, yo, calm down. Like, what's up? Like, you know, trying to talk to him. They're like, yo, we'll call our homies right now. We'll fucking bang out at fucking Coronado. And I'm like, oh shit. So we go in. We, like, we just walk away. We just yeah. avoid the situation all together. And oh, I'm yeah. like, yo, go into a, what was it? Miller's out, remember Miller's outpost? Oh, fuck Went yeah. into Miller's outpost, That's bought my Wu-Tang t-shirt. We dipped. <laughs> and it was like, yo, man, what was up with those chicks? It was just like, yo, man, fucking, fucking Albuquerque, man, so- straight up. Honestly, like that's like the women out here. Honestly, brought me back, man. Just because I love Albuquerque women because they get mm. that that fire in them. Like, oh, bro, <laughs> they talk shit to you, yeah. man. I love it. Yeah, like, for some reason, I love <laughs> I love a girl who could talk shit. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been on a few dates, you know, to the different breweries or whatever. Yeah. It's like this isn't the beer I wanted. Like you <laughs> fucked up. Like yeah, give yeah. me the yeah. And it's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> just let's uh. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's trying. Yeah, you know, it's man. It's his yeah. first day. He's doing his job. You know, <laughs> chill out. It's just beer. It's like, no, nah, this isn't what I wanted. And then, like, thinking back at it, it's like, yeah, that wasn't the beer you wanted. You should <laughs> yeah. you should say something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what's up. So, I, Del Norte yeah. High School. Yeah. Before before all of the new stuff that they did to it, man. That, that, Dude, that school it looks, looks like, amazing. It looks like a fucking military... 
it, it looks base like, with missile silos in the I football know, field. Man, Yo, it I'm looks like, crazy what now. What kind of yeah. shit are they doing there? You know? I remember when it like I can't even remember what it looks like now. Oh. Like now yeah. it looks like a mall, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So so when I was there, it was like the designer, whoever, like uh, the architect, <clears throat> he built built it almost like a honeycomb. Oh, really? So there were like these classes all kind of like pods around like they all had like a door that went to the back and that was kind of like the communal like teacher area mm-hmm. like back teacher area you know so you had like six or five classes that were connected to this one room okay um, but you know it was just like these hexagons just just around but um word um yeah it was a, it was a trip you know it was i mean it was a good uh good mix of folks there you know got a lot of got a lot of culture there I mean, mm. it was, it is what it is. <laughs> you, fell, you fell in love with home ec class? I did. Yeah, I did. man. I did, actually. Yes. That was a, that That's was, what I wanted to hear. There was a home ec <laughs> reunion today over there at, oh, uh, no at Dia de los Tacos. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, had this one cutie, Tiffany Shockley. Shout out. Shout out. Word, word. You know? Um, okay, so I remember one day in class, uh, her friend had pointed at me or what it was like, you know, telling her, hey, yo, he's cute. And then she tells me, but still, like, you got to understand, like, I grew up and I was a shy kid. I was super shy. Oh, man, I was you the know? same way, yeah. Like, I didn't <laughs> I didn't talk, you know, and, like, I would laugh. I'd just laugh at people's jokes and just mm, you know, kind of yeah. do that, open the door for people and just, I'd be the kid who would open the door and just stand there until everybody got into the class uh-huh. and then I would walk in, you know. Yeah. Uh, super nice guy, whatever. But, uh, you know, so when she told me this, I was like, uh, you know, just, I didn't know what to do. I was okay, <laughs> that's cool. You know, so she, I mean, because obviously Tiffany was the one who told me that, that, hey, she had a crush on you. Mm. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. So then ultimately, like, that girl was probably like, I'll screw him. He's not into me. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not that I'm not into you. I'm just super shy. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you can't explain yourself. You don't know what the hell's going on. You know, this is all new to me. Oh, word, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then my boy Daniel Flores, uh, he was in there, you know, and he's always been somebody that's been real cool to me and just kind of like befriended me right off the bat, you know, and uh, he's been a good friend ever since, man. That's, that's what's great coming back to Albuquerque. And still having all these connections, all these yeah. relationships. Yeah. And uh, it's not like we were like super close in high school or whatever, but we always, there was just that that respect there. There was mm-hmm. that mutual respect. And then coming back and now having a restaurant where people come to you and I don't have to go out like, <clears throat> like I get to see them all the mm-hmm. time, you know, which, yeah. is, which is great, you know, Word, like, man. and just, yeah. just kind of connect and see what's going on with them and what's uh-huh. going on with their lives. You know, it's kind of like. It's like real life Facebook. <laughs> yeah, man. Real life. You know, we came up at a time there was no, well, oh, the internet was there. Yeah, yeah. But there was no social media. I mean, social media for us was like, meet at the Burger King on base. Yeah. Out front for mm-hmm. sure. And then in Germany, we could we could drink at 18. We could yeah. buy alcohol. Well, right. we could buy it off base at an earlier age. Right. But on base, you had to be 18. So it's like, oh, meet out front at the Burger King, liquor stores next door, buy yeah. a six pack, boom, hang out. You know, if you wanted to get a hold of somebody, it had to be on the phone. Right. Like either their home phone. Oh, yeah. And then the people that did, at one point, it was like one person had a cell phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yo, call me. I'll gather the troops. We'll all meet up. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, dude. Yep. Oh, dude. I, and then you, you talk to the mom and, 
or whatever. Yeah, is uh, is Chris around? Yeah. <laughs> mom, get off the phone, mom. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and <laughs> I then, can still hear you. Man. And then even trying to date, like, oh yeah, yo, you got to call Lisa's house, like, and possibly talk to her parents. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, it's like, oh, yeah. hi, Mr. Smith. Like, can I please talk to Lisa? <laughs> Who is this? Like, nowadays, kids just got cell phones. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to. Yeah. Oh I, man, how? Dude. Oh jeez. I don't have kids right now. Yeah, and, and thank God. Cheers to that. Oh man, Cheers hey, you don't that, no kids, no. no oh kids. man, dude, it's it's rough. And then even <laughs> like my fifth grade students, like they have phones. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh man, and like they do the kids, not my my students specifically, but kids do some rugged shit with their cell phones oh, these days. Yeah. Like whether it's bullying or hacking or like whatever, you know the the world is literally their oyster. You know how we were always oh, yeah. told that. You know, mm-hmm. like these kids got the world at the palm. Of oh, hand. that's and, dude. No, man, don't even get me started, man. That's the <coughs> they. That's the reason why they always need like their. I'm sorry, I'm gonna go off on the, on the soapbox thing. <laughs> nah, go ahead. I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, like um, they grew up in a time where um, you get just it's so easy to just hit like. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. where we grew up in the time where you had to actually like confront situations like face yeah. on, you know, and and um the social aspect is yeah. it was way different. The the being social was way different in our time yeah. than you it know, than it is now. You know, saying stuff behind the screen, you know, is is so easy yeah. and, and people do it like like right now you're comfortable, but you know, you put yourself in a stressful situation where you're staring somebody in the face, yeah, you know, and, man. and then tell them exactly how you feel. Like yeah, it. man, it's, it's way little, it's way different from because you don't know what can happen. Yeah, you know? dude, yeah. and if you can, <laughs> yeah. And there have been situations like I've been with friends, like yo, there's that dude or there's that person that was talking ill to me on right. social media. I'm going to yeah. confront them. Like what what's going on? And you know, fights break out over just like the dumbest reasons, right? And because there's no like if you would have spoken to that person first like yeah. face to face exactly this probably wouldn't even be happening yeah, right now yeah. yeah 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 but those are life but, lessons man you gotta you gotta have those yeah life it's lessons. important yeah it's man. important the ex- you know the experiences are definitely mm-hmm. different yeah. you know for this generation as well oh, than totally. it was for us but yeah man so you graduate high school yep what happens after you graduate high school so so we jump back to home at class and before that, before I even took home ec, I took a class. Um, what was it? I don't know what it was called. It was it was like one of those those kind of classes that wasn't really a, a name for, but they taught you like economics or or it was just like about future planning mm-hmm. for yourself and stuff. Yeah, um, and life one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, life one hundred and one type <laughs> class. And they said, um, you know, where are you going to be in in ten years? And so write yourself a letter to your your future self in 10 years and at the time mm. i'm like 15 16 years old and i said i'm like thinking about it thinking about it and i said i don't really know how to play sports obviously you know i suck at sports uh-huh so i mean <laughs> I, I wouldn't say i suck but you know i just did i just did <laughs> you could be better you could be better it could be better if i tried yeah dom <laughs> damn it no 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 <laughs> um you know, so can't play sports. You know, wasn't really that great of a dancer. You know, and uh, you know, couldn't really sing. So I'm like thinking, how the how the heck am I gonna get a girl? You know. Uh. And I remember like you know, my family always gathering around the table or whatever, and then like, you know, oh, food is the way to a girl's heart. Just hearing, I just remember this hearing. Um, you know, uh, food is the way to a girl's heart. 
So I was like, okay, so what I got to do then is become a chef. And so I was like, okay, so future self, you're going to be a chef and you're going to own. I think at the time I named the restaurant The Fat Guido. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember this, this letter, you know, and I wrote to myself, you know, but, uh, but honestly it was, it was for the girls. Oh, but, but I stuck to it and I was just like, you know, so this is what I'm going to do. So next year I, uh, you know, I put it, I wrote it down, committed to it. And next year, uh, sophomore year, I took home ec. And then that year, a rep from Johnson & Wales University in mm. Denver came in. It was a new school opening up in Denver. Um, that chapter was new, or that that school was new, but Johnson & Wales has been around for a long time. Uh, culinary business school. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to commit to going to them. So I just lined everything up. Then nice. next thing you know, I did a internship at um at Monroe's and uh, oh, job shadow if you will did the job shadow in uh, Old Town no the one in uh, on Osuna oh okay. yeah that was like right okay. down the street from my house yeah and so I did the job shadow there followed Sean Montano who's the, still the GM there wow really great cat and he's been around restaurants for a long time I couldn't couldn't ask to follow anybody better I think it was it was kind of a unique uh job shadowing because you know he was showing me stuff around the restaurant which a lot of it involved smoking at this time you could still smoke cigarettes <laughs> oh, inside yeah, a man. restaurant <laughs> Dude, so, I- so i was just like hanging out with him as uh-huh. he smoked cigarettes drank coffee and he was just kind of like sitting there just talking shit mm. and then we would go run some errands you know go to ups went to his house and saw his big ass uh at the time he had this huge like uh great dane you know, this monster's like six foot dog. <laughs> and then uh and then yeah, from that point on, at the end of that that day, he was like, Well, you know, why don't you come back in the summer? You know, after nice. you know, when summer hits and yeah. you got a job with us. So I took him for his word and I went back, got my job and I stayed working there full time while I was still going to high school. You know, so I was working full time, going to high school and I worked from being a cashier all the way to assistant manager by the time that left. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. Team team captain. Team captain at Monroe's, dude. Oh. I, I call it. I call it. <laughs> yes. No, that's fucking sick, Fuck dude. Yeah. Monroe's, like, that is, like, one of the top ten, in my opinion, everybody. Like, Monroe's is, like, a top ten spot. Like, oh, Like, if you're here for a week and absolutely. you don't know where to eat, like, I have a list of ten places go to Monroe's. <laughs> yep. No, definitely man. Like um uh-huh. still like I think it's because the key players have stayed, you know, Sean being there and the way that he manages and the team that he's built. Um like it was just such a great experience, man, just being there. Nice. And they really set the tone for me. Um if you fast forward Miguel and Kathy Diaz, owners of them or owners of Monroe's, they actually Came, they were out in San Diego and they visited me with, at, okay. the, at the 7,500 square foot restaurant that I opened out there. Oh, really? Uh, which was amazing. Like, yeah. just imagine sitting there making sushi and then, uh, you know, the two people that helped get me started on this yeah, journey 20 years later. Come to see you. Come to, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. Oh. You know? Like, it was, it was such a, such a, a crazy moment there for me. Word, man. Can, yeah. can you talk about Denver a little? How long were you in Denver? <clears throat> so Denver, I was there for two years. Um, so graduated high school, moved out to Denver. Um, Johnson & Wales, this was their their second year of being open. So they opened in 2001, okay? And so I came in 2002, and this school 
they took over an old woman's college. Mm. Not not old women, but an yeah, old yeah. Co- I got, yeah. <laughs> it was an old college. It was an old came. woman's college. You had to be uh, eighty years old and above to attend. Uh, nah, man. And, yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, they took that. This this campus was crazy. Like it was it was so gorgeous. It was where like, was it? Um, it's right off of Colfax. Montclair, I want to say. Okay. Uh, like the heart of downtown, or no, no, no. It was um, a little bit from downtown, but Colfax will take you down. Yeah, Colfax is like our central. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it was like it was right there, um, but this beautiful campus, um, all kinds of like gothic, you know, kind of uh, sculptures and stuff, um, and it was amazing, man. It was a it was a great school to go to. Uh, so they are dedicated to business management, culinary, mm-hmm. and uh, hospitality. Okay. You know, so I obviously took the culinary route. Um, they did like a thing called trimesters. So every yep every year, you know, it was three months. Three yeah. Three months per program or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was amazing. Like Johnson Wales is such a great school. Um, you know, I'm so grateful for that experience and really. I got that. I was able to get there because my parents had had a college fund for me. Not a, not a huge one, but they had a college fund for me. And then I was able to get in due to my grades. Yeah. You know, but I stayed one trimester in the dorms. And so they had dorms. Yeah. That's I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. What was sick about these is they just started like they installed uh-huh. like the hand scanners. Oh, shit. Or whatever to get in. To get in. Yeah, yeah man. So, so I was like, that was a huge selling point for me. Like fucking again, just fucking. Yeah. Accepted. Nice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they, so I stayed in the dorms. Crazy. You know, my, my roommate, he was cool. Paul, he was, he was a real cold cat. Funny story about him. He comes to me one day, like, he was actually on the business side of things, and he was like, uh, hey, Dom, I got to show you this new tattoo I got. I was like, what? You got a tattoo? Like, <laughs> he's kind of nerdy cat from Ohio, you know, kind of nerdy cat, I, you know, but, but he was- Come on, Paul. <laughs> nah, <man. laughs> he was super, he was super cool. And uh, he shows me, and he got Orion's belt tatted on his shoulder, but- like literally it's just like it was like connect the dots yeah and i was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then i was like oh that's cool man that's real cool but I, yeah in my head i'm like what the fuck oh yeah. dude um but Why it, did you get that for man <laughs> come on paul You're better than this come on nah, paul. Man. nah go ahead <laughs> um yeah but then so we it was two people per room you know we had a and then um like Two people in this room, two two people in that room. You like got, a typical dorm. Yeah, and you four yeah. share a bathroom, you know. So us four shared a bathroom. So I remember one day, <clears throat> I got home from class, go in to use the bathroom, and the fucking place is like covered in shit, oh. like literal shit. And I'm like, <laughs> like wall to fucking wall. It was like a nightmare. Uh. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Paul finally got upset about his Orion's no, belt. Well, nah, man. The, so then Paul comes home from work, and he was working at like Starbucks at the time, and was like, and I'm just looking at him with a look, and he's like, "What's up?" And I'm like, "What's up with the bathroom? You see the bathroom?" Man? Yeah, and he goes in there. He's like, "You know what the fuck?" Yeah. And so we're like, "Okay, obviously it's not us." Yeah. So then we go, <laughs> we knock on the door. And one of the cats is just playing video games, you know. Oh, there's and always that one cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we're like, 
we're like, what's going on, man? He's like, he has no idea what the hell we're talking about. Mm. And he's like, you haven't seen the bathroom? You know, oh. and he's like, no. So he goes in there. He's like, fucking eight. So then obviously, like we now know it's the third, <laughs> it's the fourth cat. You know, we, <laughs> it's like we're fucking doing Clue here. Yeah. Um, you go in, he's sacrificing a goat. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we know it wasn't us. So I would have known if I would have you know, done this, oh, this man. damage. So anyway. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Um, so we just leave it up to him to handle. And mm. sure enough, by uh, by like 10 o'clock that night or whatever, like cat came home or whatever and, and had it all fixed you know so thank god because that was a nightmare man so it was and the it was the, it's the last a, roommate it was the it, last yeah oh, and, and he man. was like he was like an older dude who was in like college and like you know he just drinking drank yeah. a lot probably you had a time. bad day <laughs> I, I hadn't even i didn't i didn't oh, start dr- I didn't, so so going back to me like i'm i i never drank in high school like i was like like real, what? Sh- nah, yeah, yeah, real, real yeah. straight edge. Like I don't know, not. I grew up around it, and mm. I think maybe that's why. Like I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. You know? And so, kind of held my ground. I, I hung out with a lot of. I wasn't athletic, but I, but I hung out. <clears throat> hung out with the athletes. Hung out with the athletes, you know. So they mm-hmm. were they were trying to stay on the straight and narrow. Word. And uh, and yeah, so in college, like I, I didn't even dabble in any of that. I just okay. got back to work. You know, my free yeah. time. You know, I need a job. Need a, mm. need Did a you job. work up in Denver? Uh, yeah, my first job was at a uh, at a golf course. Um, and I would go there in the morning, like five a.m. Go set up, uh, cook breakfast. You know, then get out. And yeah. Have classes by the evening. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. What that part was, of Denver was the golf course? Uh, you remember the name? Overland Overland Golf Course. Oh, okay. Overland Golf Course. Yeah, that was a trip. I remember one night. You know, it was kind of just this majestic evening hmm. where where I left work and uh, it, it was mist. All you know, the fog was out or whatever, and there was just this fox, this random fox. Just you know, he's just staring at me, and I'm just staring <laughs> at him. And yeah. it, was, it was one of those one yeah. of those real majestic moments, man. Oh, okay, it, it was really crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, "What are you trying to tell me? Come back!" Come you had a moment. Back. You had a moment with the, yeah, man. That's cool, man. Fox, man. So, come back. can I ask you? Um, because green chili, I don't know about red chili, but green chili in the last decade has kind of been like this big thing up in Colorado. Was it a thing in Colorado when you were there? Okay, so I'm glad you asked this. Yeah, question. of course, bro. The Red and <laughs> Green Report Ooh. wants to know. Ooh, Denver, Denver, you lying, you lying. No, they're 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 getting their chili from Bueno. It's all Bueno chili. Oh. Yeah. So I worked at a restaurant, Brewery Bar Three. So there was Brewery Bar One, Brewery Bar Two, Brewery Bar Three. Real creative cats, <laughs> and um, they were known for the green chili, but okay. their recipe had. New Mexico green chili. In there it. was bueno mixed in the pot. Yeah. Oh, Denver. Oh, and we, we used to make this shit by the fucking gallon load. Like, there was like 80 gallons we would make a day. Uh-huh. It was crazy. It was just constantly, like, every morning oh, I knew man. that I had to go and I had to just cook off pork shoulder, throw it into a pot, you know, get all the, the frozen things of green chili, bueno green chili, and throw it in there, cook it down with. But see, they, they add tomatoes to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm real natural. To me, like green chili, red chili, all you need is garlic salt. 
Garlic yeah. and salt. Garlic, yeah. salt, chili. That's yeah. it. Those are the yeah. th- that's the trinity uh-huh. right there. Word. I don't think you need anything other than that. You know, people maybe add, add a little. Uh, how do you make it thicker? Like a little flour. The red. I mean. So the red. It's Honestly, a totally different monster. It's just more red chili. More red more, chili. Okay. Just more pots. Okay. Yeah, because all, all you right. did was you put them in, you rehydrate them, and then you just blend them. So you just add enough water to get it going in the blender. And once you have enough. Okay. That's, that's the way I learned from my pops. Um, he showed me ways to cook it with like the powdered red chili. And yeah. Stuff, but, yeah. But for me, it was always about actually taking the pots, rehydrating them. Okay. Then blending in raw garlic and salt. You know? Okay. Yeah. Word, man. Yeah. yeah, I um you know how Facebook is. Somebody I don't know from Santa Fe had added me on Facebook, whatever. They heard the music. Yo, dope music, cool. You know, friends, friends. Wah. Yeah. So I I had heard about this chili wow, what was it? It was like a chili fest that somewhere in Colorado Denver. I think yeah, it was yeah. Denver. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Denver's gonna hold the annual <clears throat> chili fest. So I, you know, Facebook is Facebook, social media is social media. So I made a dumb I don't try to do this anymore. I was 28 or 29 at the time, you know, in my youth still. <laughs> and I made this stupid, you know, post. It was yeah. like, ah, how cute. Yeah. Denver's trying to hold a, a chili fest. Yeah. So this dude from Santa Fe wrote, you know, made a comment. was like, hey, we're all the Southwest. We're the same region. We should show support. And I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get what you're trying to say. yeah. yeah, yeah. But nah, man, geographically, we're different. Culturally, we're different. We do different things with the chili. And I've had green chili up in Colorado. Props to Colorado. Props to Denver. But we might be biased because we're Nuevo Mexicano or whatever. But it's like, yo, this tastes way vinegary. Mm -hmm. And it seems like you're adding a certain kind of hot sauce to the chili to make it spicier. And I just no. You're trying no. to you're trying too hard, Denver. You're trying too hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what you it know, comes down to. It. Uh I was in Tulsa. I was at a spot, this breakfast spot. And you know, Oklahoma doesn't, you know, they don't use green and red <clears throat> chili. It just says like, we have green salsa. Yeah. And it's fucking dope. Like I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yo, this is different. Like I'm not, you know, I'd rather have green chili, but this is good. You know what I mean? And, right. Oh, this is Tulsa, you know, ingredients and da da da. I'm like, props, Tulsa, word. But like Denver and Colorado saying, like, oh, this is green chili. Yeah. I'm just like, nah, man, like this isn't the green chili that I'm used to. But even driving through Denver. You see the different restaurants, and it's like, right. we have chili from Hatch. We have chili from Limitar. Right. We have chili from here and there, and that's all New Mexico. You, you know, know what, what it mean? might be is that they they have an international airport there. So, I mean, yeah. they get more tourists there. Than you know most. what? Good point. And, and so they probably, I never thought of that. Yeah, they're probably, like, doing it, trying to just bite off of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so then, we, like... We're the ones like, nah, you know it. It's not you, yeah. you know. And they're like, yeah. shut up, shut, shut up. the fuck up. Shut we up. got these people from Iceland here. It, it is they us. Want, yeah. you know, <laughs> it is us. Yeah. We love our and, chili, and that's the thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, you're right. They have that big international airport. <laughs> yeah. Um, the population is what Denver, the metro area, like yeah. uh, Lakewood, all the <laughs> other surrounding areas. It's got to be what two million? Yeah, I would say it's similar, probably to to San Diego, where it yeah. just came from. You know, it's probably. Probably similar to that, like two to three million. Okay. Yeah. 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 But man, um, can we take a break real quick? Sorry. I'm just going to hit pause real quick. We'll be right back. Okay. We are back. 
Yes, yes sir. we are. So Denver, you're how long? Are, you're there for two years. Two years. And let me tell you why Denver is important when it relates to today is because um, Denver is where I had my first fish taco. Right there off of Colfax. Oh, oh yeah, man. And so so that was the moment. Beer battered fish taco, first time. Okay. You know, New Mexico is not known for its seafood. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like if you go to a sushi spot, don't I'm not knocking the sushi spots right, here right. in Burke, but it's like this is trout. <laughs> yeah. Or this is like lake salmon. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. but but uh nah man, go ahead. Go no, ahead. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um I had my first fish taco out there. And it was just like love at first, love at first bite. Ooh. Ah, hey, that's a T-shirt, Ooh. man. You should have. Uh, boom. Shh. Yeah. Edit, edit that I, out. I edit will. That out, I will. Man. I will. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And so that from that moment on, um, I, I had installed in my my brain that you know what, I'm gonna make the best fish taco one day. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna improve this. I'm going to culinary school right now, so I don't know oh, really? how they. Yeah. So I don't know how okay. they did it. You know? uh-huh. So for me, I was just like, I was just dumbfounded. I was just like in awe, you know, like what mm. is this flavor that I'm having for the first time? Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what set me down pretty much, I think, the path that I've been down, you know, as as far as like mentally, like just gathering resources, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what did... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back to you, man. It'll come back. It'll come so back. after Denver, you come back... So after Denver, I came back home, you know, graduated 2004, nice. moved back home, and I was working at Il Vicino. Over uh, here in Knob Hill? Yeah, uh. that that spot. Uh, what was, there was another spot that was like their sister restaurant that was actually off of uh, San Mateo and Central? San Mateo and Lomas. San Mateo and Lomas, right there in that like underground like parking area. Where the uh, Celtic Brewery is yeah, now? yeah. Man, uh, it was. I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot what it was called. But anyways, so that's where I started working, and I was the pasta cook, and it was just me opening up in the morning, and it was just me making lunch, me making all the bread in the morning, Tuscan mm. bread, focaccia, um, and what I loved about that place, and why I'll never forget it is because they made every pasta sauce to order. Yeah, Ilvacina too, like. Um, okay. They, like I mean, except for like the bolognese and the marinara. Sorry. No, you're good, man. Um, you you know you had to simmer those sauces for a while, but everything else was made to order. So like mm. it's like thirty plus like pasta recipes that wow. I know by by memory. Yeah. You know, just working there. I I wish I remembered how to make the Tuscan bread. Oh man. And the focaccia, but Dude. I mean, I'm sure if I <laughs> you, you throw me a recipe, I'll come back. But uh, for sure. But that was a great experience, and then so I was working for them for like three months, and then um, my dad comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, one of my buddies at work, another fireman that he works with, um, he has a friend out in uh, L.A. sushi chef, mm. and he's he's like, I could put you in contact with him if you want. You know, I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? You know, yeah. I've always been somebody who's like not afraid to just try it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, Sure. You know, so I give him a call, and he's like, well, if you're interested in learning sushi, why don't you come out here, and let's talk, and let's meet in person and stuff. So okay. my, my parents, they, they flew out with me, stayed with my aunt, who's in Pasadena, still out there now, uh, and uh, you know, met with Travis Kamiyama, sushi chef out there, just like what I got going on now, which is just a small little hole-in-the-wall neighborhood spot. 
that people just know about. And, you got an ill spot. Yeah. And we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. But yo, you got an ill yo, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and he uh and he was like, um he's like, Yeah, man, if if you want to come out of here and learn sushi, because he was just doing it all by himself. He had like two helpers at the time. And I was like, you know, this kid fresh out of culinary school, just eager to learn something. And he was like, Yeah, come out of here. So I moved out there, stayed with my aunt, and uh started making sushi. So I would make the trek from Pasadena to Torrance. Which was like forty five minutes without traffic. Oh man! Yeah, without traffic. That L A area traffic. Bro. Uh, that's uh, why. That's why I do not miss L A. I I would go there for a concert and for you know mm. just you know but doing anything out there just you got to know where you're going and you're just gonna stay there. Yeah. Because you try to go anywhere else, it's a four hour drive. It's oh, a three hour drive. It's nuts. It's, it's something crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so I, I was working with Travis over there. That's where I first learned sushi. He had me rolling from day one. And it was, uh, you know, he was another cat who actually came by the restaurant that I just opened up out there in San Diego. And, um, you know, show some support, show some love. And, and it was just crazy to see things come full circle. You okay. Know? Yeah. Word, man. Yeah. So what year... Are you in L.A.? What year did you go to L.A.? This was 2000. It was still 2004, um, September. So I, I came back in May, worked like three months over there at... Um, the Il Vigino spot. Il, Il Vigino the, spot, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when I got that call. You know, so like if you look at my resume, like it looks like I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm some sort of deadbeat cook. You know? Like I just <laughs> get let go from places. But no, uh-huh. like it was like the whole time I was in control. Okay. Of what I wanted to learn. Yeah. And and that's the the story behind my resume is that there were spots that I just saw opportunity that I could be alongside some some chef that can teach me something or Yeah. You know, and then like I've just been on the pursuit of okay. of knowledge. You know? Yeah. And so uh I never thought of it as, you know, I put four years into here and then they're gonna you know, they're going to promote me to this and this, this, Yeah. you know, like this is going to take me here. Like it's always been, I think that entrepreneur mindset of like, ultimately like I'm going to work for myself. So all I'm doing yeah. is I'm gathering you're just tools. gathering knowledge, you're getting the experience word, man. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So you're in LA. Why did you leave? Did you come back to Albuquerque after LA or? So I was working for Travis for about a year, year and a half. Me and him, we had an argument. Really, it was due to. One night, you know, he left us alone, and it was just me and a server, and it was like the busiest night they've ever had. Wow. And I'm sitting there, the only sushi chef, like like a year into learning yeah. how to make sushi, and I'm making sushi for the whole restaurant, sushi, sashimi, the whole night. Like, oh, And this is man. stuff that, like, to get, like, now, I could do it, no problem. But at the yeah. moment, it was just like, this is It was nuts. stressful. It was, it was like super a... stressful. So, yeah. um, and when I told them about it, I was like... Like, listen, man, that was this was one of the craziest nights, you know, and you left us alone, you know. Uh-huh. And he was like, he just kind of like laughed about it. I remember, but he, but that was just kind of his personality is that he was just like, ah, you know, like he would just kind of like laugh and, and be like, ah, oh, that's crazy, you know. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I ended up, uh, that was like one of the times where I was like instinctual and I just was like, you know what, this is gonna be my, my two weeks, you know, and for some reason I put in my two weeks. And I ended up leaving, got into a restaurant in uh, Beverly Hills, the Spanish Kitchen, and there I became the stock and sauce guy. 
Mm. Um, and so I go in there at 8 a.m. and I would actually lead the team in the morning about the morning prep. But I mean, these guys at this time, they already knew their jobs, you know, so everybody. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I just had to go in there, do my job, just make sure that when they had the day off that I covered their position. Oh, you know? okay. <clears throat> Which was great because it just, uh, I just had just that much more things that I had to touch and, and learn and know, you know, mm-hmm. what needed to be done, you know, just more responsibility. Yeah. I just been, I've been piled on, like, I'm, I'm always one to just gather on responsibility, yeah. you know? And so like, that's kind of like molded me into who I am today and, and my work ethic and everything yeah. that goes into that. Word up, man. Yeah. So, Spanish kitchen. Yeah. How long were you there? Um, it was about about seven months, I believe. But this is where I learned the Baja slaw that I put on my fish taco. So see okay. How, so the story that we're telling here is <laughs> we're, we're, we haven't even talked about. We're my getting into Dia de los Tacos. Yeah, yeah. word we're up. T- man. That t- was <laughs> the, that was the idea, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So okay. so this is where I learned uh, the slaw, and. They used to put it on this like tamale. The the lady who made the tamales, like she always made this slaw. And it was really like a condiment on you know, it was like how we put lettuce and tomato on the side of everything. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. this was their condiment mm-hmm. to stuff. And I was just like, This stuff is amazing, you know. So I would just watch Word. her like a hawk, you know. Like at that time she spoke Spanish. I didn't really speak Spanish. Uh-huh. You know. Um and so I just learned by just watching her and just sitting back and watching her while I yeah. had like 12 different sauces that I had to make this day. You nice, know? nice. Yeah. But, um, and this is in Beverly Hills? Yeah. Beverly Hills. Uh, the Spanish. 90210. <laughs> yeah. So, and so I was only like 15 minutes away from them mm-hmm. without traffic. Wow. Like that spot. But then with traffic, it could get up to like four hours. Oh man, the LA traffic just sucks, man. Yeah. Like I got homies out there right now, and they're doing their thing. But it's like, I've been there tw- twice, twice. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck this traffic. Unless you've <laughs> ever experienced, will you have any idea, like Bro, how like, dreadful it is? I hear people complain about uh, Albuquerque traffic, and I'm like, go to LA. Fuck it, go to Phoenix. Yeah. I'm like, this is not true. Like, 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 Phoenix is way better than L.A. Oh, yeah. But it's still like, yo, go to Phoenix. Yeah, Experience yeah. that. If you think that's shitty, go to L.A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude. But, um, so you work seven months at this uh, Spanish kitchen. Right. Beverly Hills. Yeah. And then you le- you quit or? When? Why did I leave? You were like, fuck this. Ah! I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out of here. I, I can't take it anymore. Fuck you. Fuck, you're cool. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> no. Um, actually, I think this was around the time that Travis actually opened up a spot in uh, Ontario, California, which is in the IE, the in- Inland Empire. Inland Empire, yeah. Yeah. Dust Bowl. And uh, he actually called me up and was like, hey, Dom, if you want to come back and work for me, I'd love to hire you on as as my my sous chef, you know, come in and open up oh, this word, restaurant man. for me. Yeah. Just a small little spot inside the Ontario Mills Mall. I just, this is where I was like, okay, like now getting a title, I'm like, this will be good for my resume. This, yeah. you know, and yeah, you know, I honestly liked working for Travis. I liked his menu. I loved doing sushi because of the customer interaction. When I was the sauce cook over here, they were only open for dinner. So yeah. all I saw was the four other cooks with me yeah. in the morning, you know, so we became a family. <laughs> Word, but uh, I've always loved, since my days at Moreau's, I loved that customer interaction, you know. So uh, um, I was like, all right, let's do it. So I went over there, um, and I went early. So 
I had to spend like three months working at the market broiler. What is that? Market broiler is like this uh, fish shop that it's pretty big. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a fish shop, but they uh, but they actually have like a, a spot where you can buy fish there. You can uh, buy okay. like wholesale fish from them. I'm thinking, man, I'm an idiot. I'm thinking <laughs> it's some kind of kitchen utensil. This is what I did at the market broiler. Uh, go ahead, man. I'm, I'll shut so, up. So a broiler, a broiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm like, oh, oh, what, what is the market? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, man. I'll be quiet. <laughs> no, yeah. And so they, they put me on as a supervisor there. Well, I was just waiting for this restaurant to open up. And I hated that. And I hated being the new guy who had to micromanage everybody. Mm. But it got me into like manager uh, meetings and stuff like that. And I just got to take a, a closer look into all the numbers and yeah. all the things that restaurant at that level are actually like yeah. – uh, what it takes mm-hmm. to get going you know it's it's a lot it's crazy yeah know? man and um yeah just just honestly like blew my mind like the service industry restaurants they're a um they're a position usually positions where like people just like this is their first job entry level yeah entry level so when you're at entry level there's not much experience that you need you just need hands you know, you just need yeah. people who can help, mm-hmm. you know. And so sifting through people that can not only help but be efficient, um, you know, and, like, kind of learn quickly because they're, yeah. there's, <laughs> like, yeah. it just is nonstop, you know. These things are, like, um, they're just a machine, man. Restaurants mm-hmm. are just a machine. I've been to so many restaurants where managers, they, they've been, like, hiring, like, looking for a manager, but still the staff just does its day-to-day. Oh man, yeah. You know? I like, imagine the turnover rate too yeah. is just oh, it's insane. insane. It's yeah. So crazy. Yeah, like I mean There's a book I read to my students at the beginning of the year. It's called uh I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's called Esperanza Rising. Okay. And uh it's about a girl and she's she comes from a rich family in Mexico. Yeah. And long story short, her father gets killed in Mexico and they, they live on a ranch, so they immigrate to the LA area, the inland empire. Yeah. And they uh, they pick fruit. They do all these things in the valley, you know. Pick fruit. They pick different vegetables. They stack boxes. Whatever. They work in a migrant camp. Wow. And uh, her mom gets sick, so Esperanza has to take on more responsibility. Right. So she's like, "Oh, I want to do this," and they're like, "No, you have to. You have to pack the onions first. She's like, "I don't want to pack onions," and they're like, "Esperanza, if if you do the onions good." then you get hired to do this. Then if you do that good, right. then you get hired to do this. And it's an ongoing cycle. Right. And so Esperanza in the book, she learned, she's like, oh, okay, so I have to do this good, then do this good, do this good, and I just move forward. Just gradual steps. So I kind of tell my students, and, you know, yeah, it's a it's a story of immigration and hard work, but I'm like, yo, like, you can apply that to yourself. Like, Absolutely. Work hard, you know, make good relationships, you know what I mean? And continue to move forward that's just awesome move man. forward you know what i mean and yeah yeah that's, but that's it that's exactly it man just moving forward man like there's there's hard work no matter what path you take you know you're always going to have to continue working but yeah moving yeah. forward forward progress self-development man that's huge yeah for sure yeah man yeah it's uh you know my dad always told my brother and i you know like yeah. work you got to do something. Right. Like, you, what are you going to do? Yeah. You can't stay at your friend's house. Like, right. those parents are going to tell you the same thing. <laughs> work. Work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So, 
Yeah, my pops, he, he was the one who installed the work ethic in me, man. He had me, yeah. like, yeah. he would ask me, like, I remember in second grade vividly, like, you want to stay home from school today? Yeah. Mm. He's like, you're going to work. Bro. And I'm bro. Like, and I'm like, yeah. All right. Let's um, do it. Yeah. So. I, I, I've spoken about this in past podcasts, but I got into a lot of trouble in, in high school. And um, I remember telling my dad, like, man, I'm just, I'm tired of school. And my dad's like, okay, tired of school. What are you going to do? What's your plan? Yeah. He's like, that's okay. You don't have to go to school. But what's your plan? Mm-hmm. And my dad is a he's an educator himself. He he was a school nurse for oh man, I can't even thirty years, thirty five years. Wow. He was like, cool. You don't have to go to school, but you got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. What's your plan? And I remember just like looking down, like man, he's, I don't know. I'm like <laughs> he's like, cool. You don't have to go to school, but you got to have a plan. Yeah. Like you got to do something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you don't know what you're gonna do, then education is your best. And right. your best way forward, and there was always this notion of you don't have to go to school to get an education, but you got to get an ed- education somewhere. Right. Whether you're working or you know, working, mm-hmm. you got to work. Right. You know, you're not just going to get an education watching the the TV or sitting totally. on your ass. You yeah, know? yeah. So I'm I'm always thankful for my dad. You know, always pushing us like Absolutely. which. What's your plan? Yeah. And sometimes I wake up in the morning, like two in the morning, like, what's your plan? Like, ah! Oh, I see my dad's face. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, no, my dad is the same way. You know, um, he's always like, install- I always contribute my work ethic to him. Uh, but as I've gotten older, like my mom, she's been, she's always been like so silent about, mm. about like kind of her contributions to me or whatever. But like, as I get older, like I'm like I start realizing like those yeah. things that tie me closer to my yeah. mom, you know, and like that, all those little things. Yeah, um, my my mom always told us too, you know, no regrets, guys. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have any regrets. You don't want to get to be 80 years old and think back like, what should I have done? Yeah. And so you know, my mom like having no regrets. In order to have no regrets, you mm-hmm. got to work hard. Right. You can't just yeah. So. Mom, you know, just hey, shout out to moms. Yeah, shout, out, shout to moms, out to moms, man. Like I, shout out to the dads. Yo, it's like no regrets. You don't want to have any regrets. I always get so. teary eyed thinking about my mom. Yeah, she's, man, oh, she's amazing. Man. She's the best. Word. She's, she's so stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> she's so damn funny though. Oh, she's man. so funny. Yeah. Um. So Cali. Yep. What happens at your? Uh... So okay, so then I'm over there in Ontario. I'm working over there meet some some great friends over there you know friends to this day everywhere that i've gone i've made nothing but great connections and it's it's just been amazing you know like i've I've made so many connections had so many damn experiences um but ontario was really great um got that that responsibility i'm sorry uh got that beer uh, nah man (laughs) tecate Tecate. Unofficial sponsor. Unofficial second sponsor of this <laughs> podcast is Tecate. Nah, man. Yeah, um, go ahead. Yeah, I had uh, you know, some amazing experience out there, amazing friends. Um, yeah, that was really cool. And then uh, so once I left there, came back to Albuquerque. Um, started, what year was this? This was 2007. Okay. Yeah, so about. Yeah, yeah by 2000. Yeah, 2007, came back. Um you know, at this point, I'm in love with sushi, you know, so um, looking for sushi positions and stuff like that. Uh, started working for Ichiban 
I think that was the first sushi bar that I worked for in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. uh, over there off of, uh, I think it's Alameda. Alameda okay. and, and Coors. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that was great. Lai, who is uh, the head sushi chef there and the, who I hear is still the head sushi the chef there. Uh, man of not too many English words. Um, okay. But such a great, like inspiration to me he always smiled i love just watching his interaction with the guests um he's still over there so if if you, you're looking for good sushi go go see lie at ichiban okay alameda and coors yeah i want to say alameda and coors okay um but that was so i started sushi in the japanese owned restaurant so now i'm learning sushi in a korean owned restaurant okay which um you know, this was my first introduction really to Korean food. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just, I loved it. You know, the Koreans just love spice. They love garlic. Mm. Um, I think they're, they're like, their base for a lot of recipes is garlic and ginger, but it's two times garlic to one, one part, you know, two parts garlic, one part ginger. Okay. Like you, you can mash that into a paste, like that nice. ratio. And just keep it in the fridge because you're going to use that a lot. Uh -huh. You know, and it just makes everything just so amazing. Bro, there, when I lived in Germany, when I lived in K-Town, yeah. uh, Ramstein Air Base area, there was this place and it was called the Korean House. Yeah. So during lunch, um, they would serve kimbap mm -hmm. and yakimandu. And uh, at dinner, it was like, I don't know. At the time, it was like 15, 14 euros. Right. But... During lunch, if you went during the lunch special, it would be way cheap. Oh, yeah. So we'd get, like, this big roll of kimbap. Right. Kimbap? Yeah, kimbap and yakimandu. Like, mm. that was it. Like, it was so much. And, uh, you know, remember that song? Uh, mm bop Yeah. Da. Da, da. So I had a co-worker at the uh, time, Christine. Shout out to Christine, yeah. who has, like, been a big, like, <laughs> supporter of the podcast. Like, she put me on the podcast back in when iTunes first dropped. She was like, yo, you ever heard of a podcast? I'm like, No. But yeah, she put me on the podcast, so um, we would go to the Korean house all the time. Uh, so when she would ask me, like, "Yo, you want to go to the Korean house for lunch?" I'm like, "Yeah, Kim, bop, 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 that." Yeah, and she's like, "Shut <laughs> up, man!" And like, like she'd bring her friends. She's like, "John, do the Kim Bop song," and they're all looking at me like an idiot. And I'm like, "Nah, that's our thing." Like, and I'd be like, "Fuck it, do it." Yeah, Kim, bop, bop. Yo, yo, it was so good. And yeah. the soy sauce. Well, is it soy sauce? Is it uh? Um, are you talking about the chili sauce that they the, have? The sauce. So we would dip the kimbap in the sauce, and it wasn't like horseradish. Or is it a red sauce? It might have been. Okay. Fuck. So I should have took pictures. If, if, it, if it's a red sauce, then it's then it's gochujang, which is okay. like a uh, like a like a fermented chili sauce. Okay. You know? So, um, yeah, that that's it. Might have been that. Yeah. It was that, so good. Yeah. It was that, so good. That's what I put on the Kia Clunker yeah. taco at Dia de los Tacos, by the way. Ah, yeah. on uh, Copper. On Copper. In the 5110 Copper <laughs> Ave. 510. Inside Albuquerque yes. Indoor Karting. If you don't know where that is, it's at the intersection of San Mateo and Central. <laughs> Go north and you will find it. Oh, yeah. my God. Man. <laughs> talking to, you know, taking a segue real quick and talking to um, the Grubhub drivers and the Uber drivers. They're like, they'll call me up out of the blue. I'm like... In, a, in the middle of just like buried in tickets and they're calling you know hello yeah where are you located yeah, yeah. i'm trying to find you guys what the fuck yeah the, yeah. the <laughs> thing took me over here and I, i'm like 
Listen, shut up. Two seconds. Yeah. Listen, you're you're right where you need to be. Just look across the volleyball courts. You're gonna see Albuquerque indoor karting. We're yeah. right inside there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a trip. That's funny, man. Um. But yeah, I love. Uh. So, so Ichiban was my introduction in Korean Word. food. Um. I loved it, and you know, a lot of sushi bars out here in in New Mexico are actually like Korean ran. Okay. You know, Korean and Chinese ran, and um, uh. So from that spot, I actually went to work at Whiskey. Remember Whiskey when that oh, opened up? Man. That was right in 2007, too. Dang, I'm right on point. I wasn't here. I'm right on point with I my wasn't, dates. Oh, man, I wasn't living here at the time. Where we, were you at? I was in Germany. I was living in Germany, yeah. That's right. I wasn't here. So, I was here during... No, you know what? There was a time from 04 to... 2009 that yeah. I never came. Really? Never came back, yeah. Holy shit. I was strictly, yeah, yeah. in Europe, yeah, doing my thing. But nice. Whiskey, where was, go ahead. So Whiskey opened up right out there on Corza Montano, um, right where that Walgreens is now. It was like, um, they had like 18 investors in, in that thing. Um, it was like this big like steakhouse. It was Whiskey. Whiskey, so, yeah, okay. W-H-I-S-Q-U-E. Word. Yeah, and so we cooked yeah. everything on like this wood, um, wood grill, and uh, mesquite mesquite grill. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a that was a great um, great lesson there. So I pretty much got tired with sushi. Wanted to get back into the kitchen. Mm. This job opened up, so I went over there, interviewed Mike Tafoya, uh, who is now running his own business. Um, who after he left there he opened Old Town Pizza Co- uh, <clears throat> sorry Old Town Pizza Parlor oh word man yeah I and haven't then, been there in years you, you've been there before though? I've been there before yeah, yeah. so that Mike yeah. Tafoya my the head chef of whiskey when they opened that was uh that was his spot um Albert Batoli who was like the chef de cuisine you know he kind of wrote the menu and wrote everything. Uh, he's been all over and I think he's recently like I think he's in like Chicago or something now. Um Marco Cespa knows it. Like I just a lot of these guys they they've come come to my restaurant now that I'm in town, come to show love. Mark Quinones, he mm. was there. Um some of the best like all, a lot of the best chefs in Albuquerque have like were like there at this one time, you know, this one moment. You know, Word. it was, it was kinda kinda wild. But Marcos Espinoza, who became the sous chef there, such a great friend to me. He's from L.A. And, uh, you know, we just kind of hit it off. Like, this guy, so he's real intimidating when you look at him, you know. Like, he comes from L.A., tall, like 6'3", and he's, like, tatted up, neck tattoos the whole night, Mm. you know, and just always has this real stern look on his face, like, bald head, looks like a cholo. And, uh, you know, so... A lot of people were like, you know, real intimidated. But then I saw like the soft side in him, you know. So I like I started talking shit back to him, you know. And uh-huh. so we, I think that's what kind of made us closer, or whatever, is because like I wasn't gonna give him any give, you know. Yeah. Like he yeah. clown on me, I clown right back on him, yeah, you know. And, and so we became good friends. Um, but he's been real supportive of me. Um, I, I he's gonna hate me for this, but I forget what hotel he's at now, but. Such an amazing chef, really well organized, knows how to just structure menus, put everything together. All that stuff that that um, people really like the magicians work, you know, just 
um, what makes it look so effortless. Okay. That the yeah. what we do, you know, like yeah, <clears throat> it's it's really wild. Word man. Um, but then yeah, Mark Quinones passed through there. Um, who's who just got voted best chef? Uh, who was voted best chef of uh, of New Mexico? Wow! You know, and um, he's a really great guy. Um, Michael Tavoya again, yeah, just just That's what's friends, up, endless friends, man. Yeah. So when did uh, when did the idea of uh, Dia de los Tacos spark? So in your brain. Okay, so from whiskey, continued doing sushi. Uh, was doing sushi at Sushi and Saki. Um, and then I think it was around then when I was starting to just dabble more into the entrepreneur thing and just was like trying to figure out how to do it all by myself. Yeah. Um, so I had left, I'm sorry. No, I didn't leave there. It was really just, um, just really just tired of working for somebody else you know yeah and so um totally understand (laughs) yeah so i was just taking everything that i learned i was you know at the time my girlfriend at the time she loved to eat so um she hated to eat the same thing over and over again so i always made her like different stuff (laughs) shout out to the girlfriends who like to eat hey shout out to the girls who love to eat man i love a girl who loves to Uh, eat man yeah um but yeah she uh you know she would always keep me engaged with like just trying to cook something new you know like she never just was like yeah just make me that one thing she was like i feel like chinese tonight i feel like i feel like italian i feel like this i feel like that you know and and, um she really kept like the culinary inspiration in me um and really it was just about putting the pieces together you know i saw a trailer this one night we went out to la cumbre and it was this burger trailer um so I went over there. The food was kind of garbage, but <laughs> I still like I, I like respected the trailer because yeah. One point in my mind, it crossed my head like, all I want to have is just a fish taco shack on the beach. Mm. You know, like that was the dream was just yeah. having a fish taco shack nice. out on the beach, just any beach, it doesn't matter, you know. And all I do is just go in there, make fish tacos all day, hand out bags of beers with ice. You know, and people go out to the beach, eat the mm. fish tacos, have their bags of beer. And um, and that was the dream. And so when I saw the shack, I was like, "That's the shack." You know, I was yeah. like, "That's it." You know, so I just had it in my head. And as time played out, that shack went up for sale. I'm sitting there on Craigslist one day, and I see the shack, wow. and I'm like, "Holy shit, that shack! That's the that's the shack!" Yeah. You know, so I uh, I just checked checked the funds, you know, see if I could put it together. Had to take a loan out against the car and mm-hmm. you know put some on on credit and then, but uh, but ultimately it was a eight thousand for the trailer. It was like another four thousand investment, you know, just like to get some capital, some working capital going. Yeah. So it was like a, overall like a twelve thousand dollar investment to get started. Okay, and this is a trailer that you would pull behind yeah. a vehicle. Okay, yeah, yeah, which was great because if you're looking to get into the food truck game, get a trailer. Because there was many Dope. times that my car went out, you know, like the engine just went like fucking just. But one all day you need to do is get a yo, homie, yo, can I borrow your car today? Exactly. Yo, that is some exactly. ill advice, man. Yeah. Okay, where if you get okay. like a an actual like a Grumman, you know, which is a lot of what like a lot of the uh, the box trucks are, mm. 
you got to be a mechanic too, you know. With this, yeah. I didn't have to be a mechanic. I was just like, okay, you got this, the trailer, yeah, yeah, man. I just find something else to to tow uh, it along. Word. What uh, year is this? Sorry, okay. I keep so, bringing up years. So this, <laughs> we're fast forwarding all the way to 2012. Now. Yeah. Okay. So 2012, I'm actually I was working at Sakura Sushi and Grill, um, and I was the head chef there. And this point, they opened in 2010, 2009. So I was with them from from the opening, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of worked myself into the head chef there, and just kind of really got tired. Uh, like I said, they're working for somebody else, you know. I'm like yeah. giving away all my ideas, mm. basically. Not like they were just stealing them from me, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is, I'm seeing all the things that they're doing wrong, you know, and the yeah. things that that I would do differently, you yeah. Know? And so um, I just ultimately decided, like. I just got to go work for myself and just put all my ideas out there and just see see what happens. Yeah. So I started the food truck. And um, the very first day, you know, so I bought the trailer, had to get all the licensing and stuff. You know, so that's like a, it was like a six, say a six to seven month process. So this is something, like I have homies right now who have like some actually really great, and I'm not being, you know, I'm not bigging up my homies. They have really good ideas. Yeah. But I think they're a little bit intimidated by the paperwork process. So what what would be your advice to like, hey, this is the first step. What do you is need to do first? To go to actually to go check it out yourself and then to not be intimidated by it. But actually yeah. like you know, one thing that I did in, in school, why I got good grades is because I just did the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. just do the work. And that's what I tell them, like, yo, like get on the internet fucking but what office like who who do they need to talk to to get that license or so, that permit or all right so so we'll talk about it so i purchased the trailer got the yeah. title certificate and then from there i had to get it registered you know so i so the day i go and i get <laughs> i go to get it registered this trailer was like the, this guy didn't have any of the licenses mm. he was just setting up late night and just selling and just slanging Ooh. which a you know, a lot of people I'm, I'm do. I'm not going to point any fingers. You no, know, no, but, no, but no, that's no. that's what happens. You know, but I'm I mean, sure a lot of people do that. Yeah, hey man, you know, yeah. everybody's out there grinding. Everybody's trying to make a living. Everybody's trying to stay afloat. You know, support so, themselves. Yeah. So it's like whatever you got to do. Um, but anyways, so I bought this trailer, and I didn't even think about that. You know, and so I go to get it registered, and they're like looking for the VIN number. There's no VIN number on this thing. Ah, brutal. So then I had like they had to set up a, a police officer. To come over there and actually like inspect the entire trailer. Wow. See if there's any like parts that were stolen. So oh, I told shit. him like the guy told me that this was built out in Mexico. Mm. You know, and it literally looked like a tin shack on wheels. Like you can look up pictures <laughs> pictures of it. And it was literally like um corrugated steel. Like, you know, it was a <laughs> it was it was just ghetto rigged. Yeah. Uh, but it worked and it was what I needed. And so I got it. Um you know, so I set all that up. Cop comes over, he inspects it, doesn't see any VIN numbers. You know, so then he staples a VIN number to it and assigns me a VIN number. Now I can go get it registered. So first mm-hmm. step is getting whatever vehicle you got registered. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is this with the MVD or yeah. okay? Yeah, with the MVD. And then, so I got that done, and then um, then it was setting up a, a fire inspection. You know, making sure that um, you got all your your fire codes yeah. up or whatever that you got your fire extinguishers if you got propane in there um ventilation if you have the proper ventilation for it 
uh, signage, you know, no smoking here, no smoking there. Mm. Once they check that out, which you got to set up by appointment, um, oh, then man. then the health department will come. And yeah. Check you out. yeah, the health, yeah, okay, go ahead, yeah. And so Go with ahead. the health department, really, it's it's just simple stuff, man, making sure that you have electricity, making sure that you have hot and cold water, well, really just hot water, um, and that you know your proper measurements for sanitizing, you know, like mm-hmm. how to have like a sanitizer water, yeah. you know, kill off bacteria. Um, and then just really knowing um, proper holding temperatures for things. Um, and that was it, you know. And so, so once that got done, then they gave me the final sticker approved by the health department. Um, so it's MVD. No, police officer inspection. No, uh, MVD. MVD. No, I'm sorry. No, police. M- MVD. <laughs> MVD. Well, which, so, so if it already has a VIN number. If Okay. So that was the only uh, other obstacle yeah, that I had to okay. go through with that okay. thing. Yeah, yeah, because it was ghetto rig, you know. So <laughs> if you build it up yourself, then word. Just make sure that you got a VIN number and that you're, you're okay. tracking all this paperwork. So if you have the VIN number, yeah. NVD, yeah, NVD, and then fire department, and then health inspection. Okay, you know, so it's really simple. Um, Is this money out of the pocket? Like, oh, are yeah. you paying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this. You want to, like I said, I, I budgeted at least like 4000 just for like all these other wow. expenditures that were going to come yeah. up, you know? And anybody will tell you, yeah, like four to 6000 in like just small, like small business. Even if you're looking to start a, a little like pop-up tent at the farmer's market or something yeah. like that, you want that type of, really? of capital. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, And really like, like what I said, I. I Put some of it on credit. I put my car. Luckily, at the time, my car was still worth like seven grand at the time. So I got a lien for seven thousand on okay. it. Okay. Um, you know, and then uh, I think they gave me like a personal loan on top of that. You know, so I was able to get what I needed by keeping good credit. Yeah. Shout out to my pops for teaching me. Oh man, yeah. Teaching me how to <laughs> just like he was the type of dude like you want a stereo for your car? Yeah, I want a stereo for my car. Okay. So we went out, bought a stereo. He's like, okay. This is what you're going to have to pay me every month in order mm. to get this. There. Yeah. Like, All right, cool. So then, you know, I would always make sure that I made payments to yeah. pops. But anyways, um, so now we get started with the food truck. Uh, Marble Brewery was right down the street from me. At this time, I was living on 4th and Granite, which is like like less than a quarter mile to Marble Brewery. Yeah. And Wells uh, Park. That's yeah. Wells Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wells yeah, Park man. is right there. Mm. Um. And so we, uh, I just set it up with them. At first, what I had to do was, like, if you go, you got to talk to just who's ever in charge, like a manager, general manager, whatever, and just be mm-hmm. like, this is my idea. I want to, I'd love to just set up over there as a food truck for you guys. You yeah. Know? What, they're going to ask you, what are you offering us? You know, like, you know, it's a give and take. Yeah. Um. So they're like, okay, well, first we want to try your food. And so I was like, okay. So I just decided one day that um, we set up a time. And I just went over there one day, served all the staff, made them uh, my fish taco, my uh, beer breaded avocado taco. And, yeah. And they loved it. Nice. And so they were like, okay, well, why don't you come back this day? And so we had the date in mind. So then now I'm still a full-time chef at, uh, at Sakura Sushi and Grill, hmm. uh, you know, pulling like 60 hours a week. My one day, one, <laughs> my one day off. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna, 
I'm going to test the waters, make, make a bunch of food, you know? Yeah, man. So I had set out that first day. My goal was to sell 500 tacos, not even sell them. What I did was I was like, I'm just going to give away 500 tacos. Hey, man. Yeah. Tactic tactic that I learned from Travis Kamayama, who said that when he got started, that he just had like an open house night Mm. and just started feeding people. Yeah. Just get get your product out to the people, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's what I did. I said, name your price. Um, And I had 500 tacos loaded up. We had – so in this trailer, I had a fryer and a griddle. Day of, um, the griddle goes out. And I had planned to do a Korean-style, like, carne asada. Mm. I had marinated it, like, bulgogi and the sugar, garlic, soy, you know, kind of like this sweet carne asada. And so the plan was to cook it all on the griddle. That plan goes out. So all I got is one fryer, basically, to work with all day. Uh. And we have a line of people like the line is around the block first first day. I don't even know how the hell we got it yeah. up that day. And uh you know, so we're like, Oh shit. So who's working with you? You do you have a you yeah, have my, an assistant? my my boy Raul Maestas, um, who now is my partner. Um oh, word. Yeah, and he started up Street Food Boulevard, started up Ohana Hut, which is at Marble West Side. Okay. Um yeah, so he was a cook that I actually hired on at Sakura Sushi and Grill. Um, he wanted to learn sushi, but my own mm. the owners at the time they they were like, no, there's, yeah. there's we can't yeah. have we can't have two Chicanos <laughs> up there, you know. Like, <laughs> we need we need <laughs> Mexican Americans <laughs> can't have more yeah, than yeah. two in the sushi yeah, spot. They're <laughs> like at least at least you're a little chinky eyed, you know. So you're, oh, you're all right, man. you're all right, but. Uh. Um, so it was really hard to, uh, but he was such a great cook. You know, he came from a, a, a nice background of fine mm. dining and stuff like that. So he was a great cook. Um, so he was actually the one that that I reached out to. I was like, hey, are you able to help me out this day? He was like, yeah. And honestly, the guy's a, a beast, man. He just, we just cranked it out together. I was just taking orders, keeping people in line, organizing them, knowing faces to orders or whatever. So when the order wow. came up. I would just run it right to the people, and we just kept a, a constant system going. But we had a line around the block, and that was like became the norm for us. Yeah. Every time that we we popped up, yeah, people would be like, "We didn't know what the hell this line was leading to. We just mm-hmm. saw a line, and we just got in it." You know? Nice man. And they would lead us to us, and that's how we got our product out to people, and they uh, they loved it. You know, from day yeah, one. Man. You know, these guys on a on a in a shack slanging out fish tacos so like the dream had come true as far as like having a shack and slanging fish tacos you know yeah um and this is at marble you yeah you guys mostly at first this was like the very first marble before they even had the upper deck yeah the upper they, deck i remember it was that one yeah. it was like this big mm-hmm. like the the room of the studio here. oh yeah i remember that mm-hmm. man yeah they you could get like chips and salsa yeah that was and like it. beer mm-hmm. okay yeah. so yeah mm. um yeah marble red was still like their best seller at that mm-hmm. time, um, but yeah, so we uh, it just became a new norm for us to go set up over there. Um, yeah, it's crazy, man. So you had the trailer, didn't you? Eventually, get a truck though. So, so the story of the truck is that so we set up and we were open for about nine months. My ex, uh, who I still love and respect, um, she 
was not happy with her career at the time. She was a marine biologist. She was a biologist, excuse me, at the time. She mm. was working at the aquarium and at the zoo. And she was just not happy. You know, mm. so like I'm having like all this success or whatever. <clears throat> Enough to success to where I leave I leave my my job over there at, at Sakura now and now I'm just solely like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm I'm on my own, you know, mm. I'm, I'm swimming. And um she uh I would come home, you know, kinda, you know, boasting and she was not happy. So I would ask her, you know, what what would make you happy? And she's like, Well, I always wanted to become a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Well, you know, we're starting to get big and we're building up some good steam. I was getting like real confident. So I was like, Well, why don't we move to like San Diego or something or like yeah. Hawaii? Why don't we move? Why, like I was thinking of options, you know. How, how can we make it make mm-hmm. it work? And she uh she was like, Okay, you know, so we started looking. It just so happened that Louise from Last Call, um, the owner of Last Call Mm. Uh, he had approached me and said, hey, I got a food truck in San Diego. You know, I just left San Diego to come out here. Mm. And he's like, if you want, like, why don't we, like, work a trade deal? So we pretty much traded my trailer and stuff out here for um, the food truck that he had out in San Diego. Okay. You know, Um that food truck was was like a like I was telling you it was a Grumman and it was uh, a a Grumman is a type of uh, type of box truck like that you know it was right. like a 1984 it was really old you know and so it required <laughs> a lot of work yeah and uh, yeah I just was in over my head when mm. I when I saw it and and what I was capable of doing out of it so um, I sold it and I got into doing. Um, uh, back in the sushi, you know, back in the All sushi right. to keep us afloat. And this is San Diego. Yeah. Or? So this okay. was 2013 when uh, you know we made the move. We we committed me and my ex. So like we just uprooted the business and just kind of like, well, like I told everybody mm. like this will be our last day. Now our last day here now because yeah. we we sold or we gave away a thousand fish tacos. Like, wow. <clears throat> that was the most tacos that we ever produced on the truck. And I knew that Damn. we can like this truck was six by eight. Mm. You know, so it was, it was tiny, tiny, tinier than this room that you got here. <laughs> it's about, about this desk area the desk that, that area, we're sitting at. Uh, so we were able to um, produce a thousand fish tacos, get it out to the public. And, um, and that was, that was our last sign off. Um, so then we move out to San Diego um, supper truck at the time. I don't know if you remember supper truck. I know. Yeah. I yeah. remember supper so truck. So Amy yeah. Black, a supper, supper truck. About a year after we left, um, I told her that I was coming back into town, and she said, "Well, why don't you, why don't you get on the truck or whatever and have a pop up off the truck? Uh-huh. You know, bring back Dito Osaka." So I remember vividly in like 2014 when we came back to visit, um, I popped up in the truck, you know, and that was like <clears throat> it was like old times again, lying around the block. Wow, we, you know, supper truck. If you guys don't know, like they. They were just as big as us, you know, mm-hmm. when we when we started, and uh, we were able to generate just that much more, like uh, you know, kind of uh, noise about you know us being back and stuff like that, and just mm-hmm. more more followers just followed us from there. Um, and then when I got back to San Diego, we were just I was just grinding, keeping us afloat out there. Kind of got got over the idea of Dia de los Tacos ever coming back. Mm. Um, 
was just doing my sushi thing, which led me to ultimately opening up that 7,500 square foot restaurant out there, Cloak and Petal, sushi, um, kind of modern Japanese, um, served in like a tapas kind okay. of format, you know, small yeah. plates and stuff like that, real high end. Um, and I got to the point where, you know, at this, at this time, ultimately my relationship with my ex or whatever ended because my love for my career, you know, mm. and, and my passion for, for cooking and for serving people. And so, uh, when that ended, you know, when I was just fully dived in back into career mode, um, I got to the, you know, was open up this restaurant and I saw all the hard work that was going into it. I'm looking to my left and to my right and who's working just as hard as me. Nobody, you know? So I was like, I got to go do this for myself. Yeah. You know, I got to, I got to get back to, to just doing it, doing it all my way and just, just seeing what happens. Yeah. You know? Just fully investing in myself. You know, is was, was pretty much the point that I got to. So, that's the rebirth of Dia de los Tacos was Word, uh, just timing. Everything worked out. My boy Raul, he had been as when I uprooted out here, you know, obviously he was somebody who was helping me out on the truck. He decided to get his own thing going, started Street Food Boulevard, and they just kind of mm. hit the ground running and, and have been doing great out here. But as anywhere, it's hard to find good help. So yeah, you can't really make that next jump until you have the proper people in line. Yeah. And so he's always been somebody that's been reaching out to me. So when I told him that I plan on coming back, you know, he came to me with open arms and was like, nice, well, man. I want to partner with you. And so You got to have friends. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so that's that's how this uh, this little pop-up kitchen at uh, Albuquerque Indoor Carding. Like that's so how. What you, when did you – okay. So back to 2012-13, I was at um, – I really love Brickyard Pizza because I lived in that neighborhood for a long time. Right. I still kind of do if you consider this. Anyway, um, love Brickyard, love the people that work there, met a lot of good friends there. So one day I'm at Brickyard and like a homeboy comes in from Marble. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I got these tacos from Marble. And I was like, dude, I didn't think Marble served food. He's yeah. like, nah, man, it's a food truck. It's called Dia de los Tacos. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh, cool. Like, let's try him. And I, I remember eating one, like, what the fuck? And it was like a like you did like avocado deep fried chicken. I don't know, man. Yeah, one yeah. of your amazing creations. Right. And I was like, yo, what is this? This is amazing. He's like, yo, you should go check out the taco truck. So like uh, I hung out at Brickyard for a minute, went down to Marble, and you guys were already gone. Oh, really? I was like, fuck, they're gone. Yeah. So I added you guys on Facebook, the page. Right. I was like, damn, these guys are blowing up. It's like, all right, cool. I'm going to follow them, see where they're going. It's like, oh, they're going to be at Marble this day. Yeah. So it's like, cool, woke up, you know, did laundry, whatever, headed down to Marble. And I was like, yo, where's the food truck? And they're like, oh, they sold out like an hour ago. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) I always missed you guys. Like, I always had Dia de los Tacos, like, secondhand. Like, somebody would bring me. Yeah the food from the truck right i'm like fuck man i want to like i want to experience this and like following like your facebook page and like you had the dope logo right and at, like uh, like you were saying earlier you had a line around the block mm-hmm. and i would pictures like whoa like fuck i want to try this and then uh you know the post like hey guys we're 
you know, today's going to be our last day. And it's like, ah, I got to go. And I never made it. Oh, no. I always had the food, like, secondhand. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so you go to San Diego. Like, when did, how did the go-kart, So did, when you come back, how did the go-kart place work out? So Raul, um, just, just by, you know, doing his thing or whatever, uh, he had built that connection with AIK. They had actually approached him with the idea that, they want to start featuring beer and wine. Okay. So in order to do that, they need to serve food. So they're like, we'll build out the kitchen. We'll lease you that. Mm. You know, you just got to put in your equipment and stuff like that. <clears throat> and so so he jumped at it. The only thing was is that, like I said, he was just too busy to do yeah. it himself, you know. So he's over there at Ohana. He can't be in two places at the same time. Yeah. So he had, um, you know, he had help from, from uh, some folks and some family and, and whatever. But... Um, Ultimately, they just weren't able to, you know, to get anything going. So it, it just, I mean, honestly, it was just timing, really, for when I came that Raul was like, listen, I want you to just hear the keys. Just yeah. go just go run this. Go go sell some okay. food. Go sell some food. Yeah. You know, just make, <laughs> make something happen, you know. So for me, it was just like, here's my art studio. You know, cool. this is This is where I can go and I can... I can just put out what I want to put out. Yeah, you know, it was just, it just honestly was a was a blessing. Like it just, it all comes down to timing, um, and just trusting, you know, that yeah, it's all gonna work out. You know, Word. yeah, you know, I've always had a such a, a huge support group, and just never uh, had people just tell me like this is the way that I need to go. Like yeah. everybody has always been like very supportive. Uh, I mean, yeah, which, which is such a huge blessing, and uh, you know, yeah, it's all about who you surround yourself with, too. Like, oh, totally. You can have some negative people around you, like you shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, exactly. You shouldn't reopen. <laughs> That's stupid. You should just work at Walmart for the rest of yeah. your life. Like, oh. here's here's what you got to do. Okay, yeah. this is how you're gonna make the money. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But for me, yeah. it's never. I've always believed in it that as long as you you do it with love, you do it with passion, like the money will be there. The mm-hmm. money will come. This is why, like, as a chef, you know, when I've been, you know, through these years, and I've been bringing up chefs under me, I'm letting them know, like, don't worry about the money. Make sure, just worry about that your bases are covered. Yeah. You know? Like, there was a lot of times where I just wasn't, no, like, in not good financial areas. I'm still, yeah. like, not in a great yeah, financial area, yeah, you know? but I don't think about that side mm. of things. You know, I think about the bases. Got a roof over my head. You know, got food in my stomach. I got people around me that love me. Yeah. Like, that's that's what you need. You yeah, know? And so, um, you know, and I'm smiling every day. I'm happy. That's what you need to keep. And, uh, you know, too many people chase a dollar. And then when they get it and they get all, all the way there, they're st- they still find that they're, they're still, still missing. Yeah. They're still missing something. Still unhappy. They're missing something. Exactly. They're shitty towards other yeah. people. Money yeah. is something that we made up, and money is something yeah. that we made up. Happiness and love. That that's those are feelings that we were born with. You know. Yeah, man. And that you know, like I agree. Just got to stay in them. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been open now? <clears throat> Since January seventh was the first day. Okay. So, so now, like, I guess that's what two months, two and a half months. Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing like a. A page pop up on my Facebook feed, like what the fuck? They're back! Like I, got, I gotta go check it out. And I checked you guys out. When was it? Okay, so I went last weekend with my homegirl Shelly. Right. 
it must have been two or three weeks before that, sometime in February. Yeah. And it yeah. took me that long to mm-hmm. like go yeah. check it out. But the first time I went, I was like, all right, they're in the go-kart spot. Parked, walked in, and I was like, yo, this is fucking amazing. Like, this is like a secret I'm going to tell everybody about. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to tell anybody about this shit because then they're, they're going to ruin it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got your, um, the carne asada. I love carne asada. Right. Love carne asada. Got your al pastor and your Vietnamese uh, fried fried chicken taco yeah, yeah. with a peanut. Yeah, yeah. yo. And I love how you guys have the homemade sauces. Oh, yeah. Like, you have all the, like, you have Cholula, Tapatio. Like, you have all the normal stuff that yeah. any other restaurant would have. Right. But then you have your homemade shit. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, yo, I'm going to try the homemade stuff. And, like, yo, it was so good. I remember sitting there like, oh, my God, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. Right. Like, this is better than any other taco I've had yeah. in Albuquerque. So, the next, the. Last week when I went with Shelly, like she was like, "Yo, I want to try the fries." So she got the Parmesan uh, truffle fries, right? And I got the carne asada burrito. Mm-hmm. And she, what did she get? I forget what she got. She got like two tacos or something. Yeah, 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 two tacos and the fries. Right. And then she shared the fries with me. Yeah. And I remember eating the fries like, "Yo, these are." I don't even like yo. I don't even like cheese, yeah. and my friends give me shit for that. Yeah, but I was eating the Parmesan fries like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> and then the 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 burrito, I didn't even finish. Yeah, like I could only eat one half of oh, it. Oh yeah. And then the sauces, like I was dipping it in a new sauce, like every bite, bomb, 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 bomb. And what's dope is like people were coming in, and they're not even there for the Adil's tacos. They're there for the go kart spot, yeah. and I'm like, yes. Don't ruin this place for yeah, me. Yeah. But nah, like I'm talking shit, but it's like, it, try it. Like yeah. sit down and try the tacos. You know what I mean? Like it's great. You're absolutely right. You know, like I, I'm one man back there. And uh, like that's what's kind of crazy is that, um, but that's, I told somebody today, um, they were like, oh, you're all by yourself today. I'm like, well, I've kind of been that way since <laughs> I started, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, it, I told them it's my way of ensuring quality and yeah. ensuring that I touch everything and that mm. I know that that this is exactly what I would serve. Everything that's on the menu there and everything mm-hmm. that I surround myself is like all my favorite things. One thing that I noticed in Japan when I, I had visited out there and oh, nice. doing research for this for the Japanese restaurant that I mm. opened up was uh, I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. You want another beer? Tecate. 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 No, it was um, that these little hole-in-the-wall spots that they were, like, going into somebody's clubhouse. Mm. Like, they were just so intimate. They were only, like, 13 seats, 14 seats. And they just were were just completely like that person, like the type of music, the style that they were. There was this one girl, I forgot. I think it was like Midnight Lounge is like the name of her spot. It was in uh it was in Kyoto, Japan. Nice. Um but she uh Chiaki. Yeah, that's her name, Chiaki. And she uh she loved like like lounge music, like mm. like Sinatra and like you know, just Dope. some good jazz. Or whatever, and so I had promised her that night, you know, that I'm gonna send you some music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but it was just her. She's making these like great cocktails, 
Um, and all she had in the back was a toaster oven, but she had like a menu of like eight different things that she could make you, mm -hmm. you know, and she would just <laughs> cook everything out of the toaster. oven. <laughs> so they're like, she was your server. She was your bartender. She was your, your cook, mm -hmm. you know, and she just like the whole environment was just, was just her. So when I came back and, and had this spot, you know, just kind of handed to me, um, that's what I wanted to create, you know? So when you come in there, I got my jams playing, mm. you know, and I mean, <laughs> the, some of the cashiers, you know, the younger cashiers over there, AIK, they, they hate the music that I play by now because it's, they feel like it's the same thing all the time, <laughs> but it's like, for me, it's, it's, it's like that low rider oldies, mm. just putting love into everything that I do. You yeah. Know? Um, I was thinking about it the other day and, um, you know, um, because I was telling you that I want to do my own podcast too. Yeah. And I want to talk to chefs, but I want one thing that I want to find out about them is like their style and what it relate, how it relates to music. Yeah. Cause my style is very much like funk influence. Okay. It's very just kind of in the moment, just kind of mm. like riffing, you know, like there's no, <laughs> yeah. there's no, like we're just building it as uh, we go. You know uh, what I'm saying? And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to find out how other chefs do it, but you know, today I'm I'm jamming out to James Brown, and you know, once you start getting built up with yeah, like the word spreading, <laughs> even though even though you're not telling anybody, uh, the word the word is spreading regardless. And and yeah, I'm getting super busy, and nah. I'm just trying to handle it by myself. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm telling people. I'm, yeah. I was joking. But no, no, no. I'm, I'm like, yo, you motherfuckers, like no, they're back. I, they're back. Like, I kind of want people to slow down. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll shut up then. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no. But it's like, uh, it's it's just so much um, coming at you. But yeah, I mean, like I say, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, because um, you know, in any great chef or great artist, you know, like this is something that you go through because it's you're not willing to jeopardize yeah i'm not willing to jeopardize the quality that i want to give to somebody you know if it's yeah. not up to my standards that i don't even want it going out you know so yeah I'll, for sure i'll lose that i'll lose that you know that money um on doing it over again you know but it's it's about trying to control that and trying to find somebody who will buy into pretty much my you know like as far as help comes you know buying into to what i'm trying to achieve mm -hmm. you know which yeah. like i said we're just kind of building it as we go we don't know yeah. how far we could take this you yeah know? but but we're building up a lot of steam and yeah I mean, the food is yeah i don't even know like i'm not you know i'm not gonna tell you oh it's the salt and the the sweet and the umami <laughs> like i can't do that but yeah. all i know is that it's good food you know and and all I can say is like it's it's my story. It's just mm -hmm. it's just me. You know, it's just one hundred percent me is what I've been through. It's it's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Like there's no there's no recipe for it. Yeah. because um, I could give you an exact recipe of everything that I do, but you you know, anybody else who takes that, yeah. they're gonna do they're gonna interpret it different, you know. Yeah. They're gonna play it different, they're gonna sing it different. So what you get is just me. You yeah. know, and that's and to me that's that's all I want, you know. Yeah. You know, that's where I feel the most comfortable. That's where I feel the most, like, uh, understood, you know, to feel. And you uh, can tell with the food. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. You, yeah. It's it's like, yo, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the food, 
the sauces, and there's still so much like that I need to try over there. Oh yeah, that I haven't even tried yet. Oh, and I yeah, I, I don't stop, man. I uh, just keep I just keep coming up with stuff. That's why there's like there's no bounds mm-hmm. to this, you know. Like to me, like I I kind of feel like I like the exclusiveness mm-hmm. of you know I got a line full of people, and I tell people. We're looking at like a forty-five minute wait, just so you know. Yeah. You know? I told the guy the other day, like, hey, he just ordered one taco and some chips and salsa, but <laughs> but I just had like a horde of people come oh, yeah, in, man. and I'm like, you're looking at like twenty-five, thirty minutes, mm. you know? And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm good. Just give me, just give me a coke, you know? So I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, you know, but just like how we had the the food truck with the line, some people waited like you know an hour, two hours. Yeah. For that. And what I kept emphasizing to my staff is like, don't slop it. Like, we can't, don't mm. jeopardize the quality because people will wait. You know, yeah. I will wait for, yeah. to try something, to try something great. Yeah, definitely. Rather than get, you know, wait that long and then be disappointed. Mm. You know, so I would rather wait um, and just trust that yeah. when it finally gets to me. Yo, I've been blessed because every time, well, I've been there twice. Yeah. <laughs> but every time I've gone in, like, I've, you know, I've waited maybe 15 minutes at the most. Yeah. And then there's maybe one person, two people in front of me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I get the food pretty quick. So I need to go when it's like, boom, when you're slammed. Go, go and on then a, you can tell me, like, yo, KO, like, John, Eddie, like, you're going to be waiting 40 minutes. I'll be like, all right, word. Give me yeah, a Coke. Yeah, yeah, can I get, get a Coke right now and I'll wait? You'll get a totally yeah. different look from me because it's like, <laughs> like, Dom, when when I'm like, you know, oh, you I'm catch sure. me and I'm just prepping or whatever, and like, you come in and like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm going to come over there and chat with you. But then when I'm like, I'm like, like yeah. six tickets, <laughs> you know, 10 tickets down, I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally get it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally get it. I got you. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yo, and that's usually like where people like, you know, uh, some of the regulars, you know, they feel like, oh, yeah, Dom, you know, Dom knows me. Dom, uh-huh. make me. yeah, hey, Dom, what'd you, what'd you make me that yeah. last time? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. You see, I'm slammed. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. But, but it's all totally because, get it, man. but it's all because, like, I know that, that feeling of, of fucking being hangry, you know? And oh, like, yeah. Like, these people, like, this is why when I had the food truck, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let anybody, be more important than somebody else my family dad mom they had to wait in line just like everybody else uh-huh. in order to get a taco like it was not like yeah come up to the back door and yeah. tell me what no uh-huh. I, would, I wouldn't allow that ever and then you all pay the same price mm-hmm. you know like my food is already very reasonable price one thing that i learned from again travis kamayama quality food for a quality price is that then you never have to discount it yeah you know like uh-huh. This is that is the discount. Yeah, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is it. You know, so uh, everybody just pay the same price, and um, yeah, it, it's worked out for me so far, man. That's what's up. Yeah, it's yo the the food is amazing, the atmosphere is amazing. Like, there's like what maybe seven or eight tables, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta the, give. I gotta give credit to AIK for like their like uh-huh. that's a that's all them like they built okay. those tables those guys welded all those tables together like, word man yeah and so really it was me just like coming in seeing what I had to work with 
And then that's why I labeled everything as like cards, you know, uh, kind of old school cards and was stuff it, like that. Was it your idea to put the menus in the lowrider magazines? Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, oh, there's a menu inside this lowrider magazine. And I, I tried to pull it and I was like, oh, it's sticky. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, it's in. Oh, they glued it in the lowrider magazine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so so that, that came about because in Barrio Logan, San Diego. Bro, I was just gonna go ahead. Go ahead. So, so there's this spot out there, Barrio Dog. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been, but um, these cats, they were a huge kind of motivator for me in like this path of coming back Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, because I saw myself in these guys and what they were doing. Um, They started off as a hot dog cart, and this hot dog cart had like an old Impala. Like, oh, wow. like side on it, yeah. you know, and like it was just all dressed up. It was clean, and they were actually like pulled up in front of an art studio, which featured lowrider art, and uh, you know, it was you just knew what you were getting every time that you went to these guys. You knew yeah. who was going to be there. Uh-huh. It's just like when you go there, like you know you're going to see me. Yeah, it's because I'm always there. Uh, same thing over there, you know, and it was. It was just that that comforting thing, you know. So you're mm-hmm. not just going for the food; you're going to see these guys, you know. And they always embrace me. Yeah. You know what up? You know, and ask me about how how things were going and, and stuff. They Word. even came over there with their family to, to come to the restaurant. Nice. You know, and um, you know, see a little bit of my world. So, um, but when I would see these guys' hot dogs, like they were all like just how you see a low rider, like and there's they're all unique. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're all just very into detail and, and stuff like that, from the stenciling to to the color scheme and all of this and that. That's how their hot dogs came out. Like, yeah, everything was very intricate and nice man. and and very colorful, very bright, very just like like just photo worthy. Nice, everything, man. you know. So, I I started doing my sushi. I mean, I've always done my sushi that way or whatever, but I started focusing more on it. Uh-huh. You know, when I was out there. Um, and so it just kind of reminded me of, of like the tacos that I have too. Like they're all very unique. They're, you know, yeah. each one has a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Nice. Man. Again, goes back to just saying like, like when you come to Dia de los Tacos, you're not like, a, I'm Dia de los Tacos. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like this is my story. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is, this is. This is That's it, what's up, man. you know, and so, yeah, it's it's, it's such a great, uh, great feeling to to be doing this right now, and I don't know where where it's gonna go, where it's gonna mm-hmm. where it's going from here, but um, I just know that I'm I'm not satisfied yet. Yeah, and, um, I'm still well, it's I'm still grinding. Ah, oh, dude, <laughs> it's a great spot. Like the food is amazing, um, the price is amazing. Like you know. I'm not going to say no names, but some places around the city, you're paying $3 for a taco. And it's just like, it's good, but it's like, yo, really? Yeah. And I get it, you know, rent and right. the area of the city that you're in. But it's right. like, yo, man, um, the food is great. You know, Dia de los Tacos, the food is awesome. I always have, you know, it's always a great time. I'm I'm going to try and bring somebody new every time I go, or if not the same people. Um just the menu like there's so much that's available like i still need to try a hamburger oh you haven't had a hamburger? no i haven't yeah. had i've done the tacos oh man 
And like actually, bro, I've had three tacos and I've had the carne asada burrito and the fr- the truffle parmesan fries. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much I want to do. Um it's a great spot, like it's inspiring. Yeah. And uh what like how, how did you come up with the ideas for the names or the uh the, the menu itself? So honestly it was I walked into the spot. You know, because the first day coming back or whatever, you know, mm. talk with Raul. He's like, well, why don't you go down there and check it out? I checked it out. And, yeah, like the first thing that everybody probably says, like, here, you know? Yeah. And you go inside and I see what, um, you know, Danny and, and his team have done there as far as, like, building those tables. They got engine parts yeah. that built up the table. Those are all custom. And I was just like, okay, you know, what are we going to do? And so I just decided that I was going to just take the, you know, go with the car scheme. And so I just started labeling everything as cars. Impala, it's a classic car. Yeah. You know, real classic, like, car. You know, carne asada, that's like a classic taco. Yeah. You know, so when you go to a taco spot, like, yeah, hell yeah. That's expected. Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, of course, that's the Impala. Nice. When you see a... uh, what makes you think of California? I, I think of driving the uh, Coast 101, you know, in a, uh, or the, the Pacific Coast Highway 1. I mean, Cali convertible, you know, something, just anything where the, where the top comes down. You yeah. Know, just letting your hair, just blow in the wind. So yeah. that's, that's a fish taco to me because you're driving along the coast. Uh-huh. Uh, the green VW bus because... You know, it's an <laughs> it has that that hump to it. You know, and plus it's, it's like vegetarian. Yeah, hippie motherfuckers. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the key. So nah. the Kia, the Kia Clunker, which is the Korean one. I just named. I forgot what I named it. Uh, the Kia. It was the Kia something before it was the Clunker. Mm. Uh, but Raul. That was his idea. He's like, I just want to name one the Clunker, the Clunker. <laughs> and so when I looked at, it, I was like, well. You know, we already got taco with a K, and why why not spell clunker with a K too? Yeah, yeah, Just man. call it the Kia, the Kia clunker. Nice. So, so it became uh, that, which Kia is a Korean brand. Uh, so that obviously was our Korean taco. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just you know, we just kind of took that reference and just started, pl- you know, plugging different tacos into it. You know, mm. uh, which has actually really worked, and it's actually really helped out. It's confused the hell out of my staff when it comes to training (laughs) (laughs) because they're just like, how the hell do you remember all this? That way, can't it just be maple chicken taco? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Just like, then there's no, there's no story. There's no interaction. Like, that's the fun of it is like, actually, like, why does, what helps you remember it? Then you tell that to the guest and then that's Mm. a connection there, you know, like, yeah, like that's. I don't know. Like that's how places like Monroe's stay around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Is because of that interaction with the guests. And I that, like I like Monroe's because the waiters and the waitresses, um, they don't just serve one table. Like they all bounce around. And it's like, hey, uh, we all work. You know, we're not just designated to one area yeah. of the restaurant. We're all here to help. So absolutely. Like, you could have like four or five different waiters or waitresses in the in, in the time that you're there. Yeah, that and was, that interaction, yeah, definitely is like oh. That was and, a huge influence to me in in like my style, mm-hmm. just because I was like, yeah, there's 
there's no reason why yeah. I should walk by you when I see you need somebody. You know, yeah. like I'm like, of course, like I'm here to help you. What, yeah, what do you for need? Sure. Anything you need, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, and to some people, like they would get annoyed. You know? <laughs> so oh, you're, yeah. you're constantly buzzing. There's constantly uh, like people buzzing around, yeah. but, but you know, it works there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they do a great job of it. And yeah. uh, you know, that was that was a great influence for me and, and great starting point for me, and yeah. kind of setting me in this direction. You know? That's what's up, man. Yeah, like those people there, they they care about service just as much as I do. Um, you know, it's it's not easy to put yourself aside. You know, like your mm. your day to day. You know, like when you when you walk into work, you be just committed to just giving somebody everything that they need to yeah. be better for them for for them that day. You know, yeah. For me, it's a way to block out everything else that's going on in the world yeah you know what i'm saying like people come in and they want to talk about trump and they want to talk about this and that <laughs> and the, the the wreck that's on i i'm like i have no yeah. idea because i've been at work mm. like i've been focused on this you know yeah so everybody has their 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 kind of way of escaping and, and mine yeah, is word up. mine is is cooking actually, actually in work yeah 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 just staying staying busy and serving others you know yeah word up man yeah it's a really great spot, man. Yeah. And I would, yo, if you haven't been, go check it out. <laughs> you got to try a burger, though. Oh, the, yeah. The, like, we just got to. Uh, yeah. I was going to come through Taco Tuesday. Okay. But maybe for Taco Tuesday, it'll have to be Burger Tuesday. Okay. And uh, I'll go. have to try a burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Be that one guy with a with a burger. Yeah, man. <laughs> Look at that fucking asshole over there. It's ruining Taco Tuesday. Taco for Tuesday, <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit man hell yeah but um you guys do you do you have red and green chili at the spot so no <laughs> oh. okay so when we opened i had uh we call it the camino el camino which was uh carne elevada taco mm. i call it the like el camino it just reminded me of like uh a working man you know just okay you know just a working man's taco you know so it was the uh, carne elevada beans french fries and cheese on top <clears throat> but then i started bringing in carnitas and i started featuring carnitas which mm. is pretty much the same thing yeah as, except we're not cooking it in the red chili the we're red just chili, cooking yeah. it we're confining it uh french term of cooking it in its own fat yeah you know and um that actually became really popular and then we brought on el pastor too which everybody loves mm-hmm. uh, which we call the uh monte carlo um and they uh you know everybody really loved that so like i wasn't selling too much of the carne elevada mm. <clears throat> and that was the only thing that i was using red chili for okay you know, so once that once i kind of phased that one out um i really haven't featured red chili on there no i still I still make small batches of stuff mm. I, it's a very small restaurant so i make small batches of like little things so if you okay. come in there you say dom do you have like some red chili or something. Oh, I might, okay. I might, but I'm not. What about gonna... on? What about on the burgers? Uh, no red chili on the burgers, but I got green chili. Green got, chili, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fresh green chili on the burgers. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you, you, yeah, I would, I'd get kicked out of the state if I didn't have green chili. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> so I Actually, definitely. Um, I was talking to the homie Ken, who uh, him and his wife ran the uh, the grain station. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with yep. it. Yeah. But it was a German spot on um german bar restaurant on buena vista and central yeah and uh i mean 
it was German food, but like even the bratwurst, you could get a green chili bratwurst. Um, they had German nachos with like bratwurst, tortilla chips, yeah. cheese, and then green chili. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, man, it was amazing. And uh, we were talking about um, a restaurant up the street from them. I won't mention it, but uh, I guess I had heard this secondhand. I don't know how true this is, but he on his menu, he wanted to put, aren't you tired of green chili? We are too. And it's like, nah, bro. Like, you can't what? do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that is a bad business plan, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very bad business plan. Like, like, no, you can't put that on your menu, man. Green like, chili is is crack. This is yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That is like literally. Like, it's tip like if you have a restaurant in New Mexico, yeah, you better have some kind of green, you red better. chili. You better, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, just like how my dad taught me, um, it's just garlic, salt, chili. Yeah, like that's all that. you need. I don't need yeah. anything else in there. Um, yeah, you know. The red chili that I have at the restaurant, though, because I, I use it, like, in different uh, ways, is actually, like, a marinade. Okay. Um, and so what I actually put in this one is some red chili, uh, achiote, which is, like, a, a natto seed. It has this very, like, uh, um, kind of really spice, like, like a pepper um, kind, of, kind of flavor to it. But then it has, like, this really, like, earthiness to it. It almost tastes like, like, if you could taste like the hemis like that red mm. clay of hemis like when you drive in you think yeah. of achiote i don't know okay. i don't know i don't know how else to explain it other than that i'm just like it it has like this this certain like floral um herbaceous pepper kind of flavor to it and it's just this the seed and it dyes everything like like red you know, okay bright bright red uh which is really nice you know when you use okay. it use it in marinades you know because nice, then it takes man. stuff like white chicken, you know, it turns it this bright red uh, and just makes it more appetizing, you know. Sounds amazing, yeah. Yeah. But then it doesn't offer like the spice or whatever. You know, so I use that. I use some pineapple. I, I really go like the Bobby Flay way of like chilies and honey. Mm. If you ever watch Bobby Flay, yeah. when he cooks, he always has like honey. It's <laughs> honey to everything. <clears throat> but sweetness, like heat needs some sweet, mm. you know. And that's like that's like what keeps you coming back. You know, like okay. if you were just to eat like just straight hot, mm. then you're just, uh, you know, you're just sitting there in pain. But that sweetness <laughs> is like that, that kind, like, it's, it's like the Sour Patch Kids, you know? Yeah. Like, like first they're sweet and then, and then, and then they're, they're sour. sour yeah, and then, yeah. They, yeah. Then they're sweet again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, up, exactly. So it's, it's like that, that very like welcoming thing, you know, to come into. Word. Um, but yeah. Cool, yeah, cool. Man. Yeah. So uh, this being the Red and Green Report, um, I always ask this to everybody that comes on, but uh, and it's usually the same answer for for the most part. But are you a uh, when it comes to uh, New Mexican food? Are you a red red chili or a green chili person? Or I'm Christmas man. Ah, see, <laughs> see, like uh, I'm that's... a Libra, I'm a Libra though. Oh, okay. You like that balance? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I man. can't decide. Right? You know, okay, so so honest is that uh I went to Wex and Wex fe- features the option of getting red, green, gravy, or all three. Oh wow. Gravy. Great. That's new. Once you throw gravy into the mix. <laughs> that's that's whole new so level stuff. You ever go to Manny's? Uh, uh Central and Jerome? I I I've been 
Okay. I, I've always been really fuzzy headed, really hungover every time I've been there. So. <laughs> so Manny's like it's been a family favorite for years. But um they have a chicken fried steak. Yeah. And you can either do uh the gravy, mm-hmm. the red chili, or the green chili. But what I do is when I order the uh the chicken fried steak over there, I get the gravy, the sausage gravy, uh-huh. and then I get a side of red. Uh-huh. So and then I dip it in the red. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Hell man. yeah. I just went to uh, you been to Duke City Cafe. Where's that? The Duke City Kitchen. It's Duke right City there on Kitchen. Lomas, right across from. Uh, it's what used to be there, Los Cuates. Yeah, Los Cuates used to okay. be there uh, on Lomas. The the was it Los Cuates? Because Los Cuates is across the street. But it's oh, right Los by the Cuates sprouts. is still there. But it's by, by the, the sprouts. sprouts. Okay. Yeah. What was that little restaurant that was over there by the barber shops? Forasteros. Um, maybe. Maybe. Mexican spot? Yeah. Like taqueria style? That's Man, I we'll, have to, we'll even, have to go check it out. But anyways, Duke City Kitchen. <laughs> okay. They're, they're putting out some amazing food there. I went over there the other day and I had uh, just biscuits and gravy. Oh, wow. So I had the biscuits and gravy, but then I ordered the side of red and green. And the yeah. green chili, best green chili I've had oh, in, the word, state, man. in the state. Duke City Kitchen. Bro, I, I would check put that, that green chili on anything. That green well, chili, you know what? Even so Lada Burger. When it, whenever I go to Lada Burger to get a burger, that mm-hmm. fucking green chili spicy as hell. Oh yeah, and I'm like, where the fuck are you guys getting this? Shit? <laughs> <laughs> they got that special reserve, man. They like yeah. grandmas, man. They're pulling yeah. out of Abuelita's oh, house, man. man for it's, sure. Yeah, that chili spicy, man. They get there. There's been like that's what I love about the green chili out here, or, or just just the New Mexico chili in in general is mm. that. And what I how I try to explain to everybody is that it's so versatile. Yeah, it'd be the hottest chili that you've ever had. Yeah, like I've had green chili that's hotter than fucking oh, yeah, ghost man. pepper yeah, and man. any of that shit. Uh-huh. You know, like and then I've had some that yeah, it's, it's like like a bell pepper. You yeah, know? But, exactly. But it's that flavor that uh-huh. that you're attracted to. Uh, but just the variance in in the heat levels, like anybody mm. can love it. You know? Yeah, like like it's it's for everybody. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> there, it doesn't. It's not like you have to love spicy food in order to have this. Like, no. Yeah, you can have it at, at any heat level. Yeah, man, out here, and that's what's so so beautiful about it. It's, it's so flavorful. Have you that's ever what... been to uh, Padillas? Uh, Gerard and Indian yes, School. Yes, yeah, long time ago. Oh, okay. Long time ago. Yo, that that chili over there is so good. I don't know what they do to it. Hell they yeah. sprinkle crack in it. I think. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when, so, what's your go to when you go to a New Mexican spot? Um, padillas. Yeah. No, and like as far as like, what do you order? Oh, what do I order? Um, the combination plate, mm-hmm. red chili enchiladas, or the taco plate. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm a I'm a fat guy at heart. Uh, I've been hitting the gym the past year. I've actually yeah, but um, yeah, uh, the combination plate, um, red chili enchiladas, tamale, taco, uh, Christmas of course. Yeah. But I mean, like it it kind of depends. Like I'll go to a um, Barella's coffee mm-hmm. house and I'll get the huevos. Yep. At Christmas, yep. boom, um, huevos always. Oh yeah. Uh, Loyola's. Loyola's up on uh, Central and near the gun store. Yeah. That's how I describe it. It's near the gun store. Um, <laughs> huevos, side of chicharrones. Yeah. You know, um, always the huevos, man. Like, I have a hard time choosing, like, between uh, huevos or, like, a breakfast burrito. Yeah. Depending on where I go. 
Like Frontier, of course, you're always going to get the breakfast burrito. Right. Or the uh, New New Mexican plate. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, always red chili enchiladas, huevos, or the uh, combination plate. Hell yeah. Christmas always, yeah. man. Yeah. I like... Um... I like just a good bowl of beans and red chili. Oh yeah, dude! Extra yeah. onion, uh huh. Extra cheese, bro. Get that tortilla on the side. I and like that, going to the, a. But oh, go ahead. Oh no, 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 no! I like going to a but uh, Barella's coffee house, yeah. and I'll just get a side of chicharrones, yeah, red chili and tortillas, and oh, just yeah. fucking snack away, man. And that's it, yeah, man. Yeah. and that's it, man. Like that's mm. that's the style of eating that I like. You know, like that's my my tiff with uh new mexican plate ups out here is everybody's looking for something so big you know and like what's wrong with just having a bite to eat yeah and then going to another spot you know try yeah. multiple spots in a day like yeah you know like have a taco here then go have another taco yeah. like that's why if somebody <laughs> comes up and orders one taco i'm not like oh that's bad <laughs> like, i'm like fuck yeah okay you know um because i know you're gonna be back Word. um but Everybody out here, like, they, they try to just give you so much, you know? I'm like, mm. I don't want all that. That's why my menu is, like, it's all a la carte. It's yeah. all a la carte, babes, mm. because I just want you to to just get what you need for that little moment, you know? Like, yeah. There's so much on there, and it's all going to be good. So, like, everybody always has that. Yeah. Oh, what do I get? Uh. <laughs> and they're just sitting there, and you're watching them. And you're like, I tell them, get two tacos, and then get a single hamburger. Word. Because it's just, it's just a small smash chuck patty, you know. Shit. It's mostly it's it's a. That's lot. what I'm gonna do on Tuesday, man. That's it, you know. <laughs> like that's like I'm not a fry guy, you know. I got fries and I do them right, but yeah. I I personally like I, sides. I'd rather do without. I'd rather yeah. just have like substance, you know. Yeah. And so like a burger to me and a taco. Like that's a beautiful combination. Nice man. <laughs> yeah, it. man, that Get sounds it. amazing. Yeah, like I mean, and then but then you have those people that yeah they want a burrito, and so you got to give them a big ass burrito, uh, yeah, you know, full with some stuff. <laughs> two two city. Yeah. Two two sitting burrito. Yeah, man. that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's me. But um, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to open their own uh, truck or restaurant or whatever? What what would you tell them? What it, advice would you want to give them? Is that you better love what you do. Mm-hmm. And and just be one hundred percent yourself. You know, if you, if you're working for yourself, be one hundred percent yourself. Don't don't try to buy customers. Don't try to be something that you think that that everybody else is doing to make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, be in it for the right reasons. Don't mm-hmm. don't be in it for money. Yeah, definitely don't be in it for money because the money will be there, but only if. You're just true to yourself, yeah, you know? and that you just <clears throat> that you that you're ready to deal with the hard work. Honestly, that's yeah. the only way that's going to get you through the hard work is that knowing that at the end of the day that that you created this and that it's one hundred percent you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and just stay the course, man. Yeah, just um, you know, like. There is so many, like, this is what's beautiful about New Mexico. There's so many, like, small businesses out here. And so <clears throat> just make make those connections. Mm-hmm. Network with everybody and uh, and just keep those connections. Because at the end of the day, like, those are the people that you can confide in that yeah. are going through the same thing that you are. Word. Uh, which I think, at, I think all of us, you know, we're all looking for that. 
Yeah. You know, like somebody who can understand yeah. of like what we just went through you know, uh-huh. and what, you know, because, uh, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not, man. Yeah, yeah. Even in the music industry, yeah. like I, I tell the youth, like, yo, man, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go through this. You're gonna have to go through that. You're gonna have to go through this, and you, you can't really worry about what people are gonna say because <coughs> at the end of the day, people are gonna talk shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Enjoy. You, just, you gotta. You gotta aspect, enjoy it. Any yeah. aspect in life, you gotta enjoy the journey, man. Mm-hmm. It's all about the journey, and so yeah. just enjoy those little things. Find the. Find those little things in every day where you have to repeat, you know, but find the beauty in it, you know, knowing that yeah. you're going to walk in and you're going to see this guy or whatever. And, and you're going to, you know, have the same conversation every day. They're going to uh-huh. say the same thing. But I don't know. Just, <laughs> just find the happiness. Find the comfort yeah, in, in that, that that's consistent. You know, like, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I feel like we're growing up in a time now. We're in a time now where... People are so quick to um, just kind of become panicked or feel like they're not in the place where they need to be, in. Mm-hmm. and they start like jumping ship too early mm-hmm. instead of just like just write it out, like stay in the course. We yeah. all go through bad days, man. Just just know that tomorrow the sun will shine, or uh, yeah. you know, like the sun is it's got to come back. Yeah. It's gonna shine again. You know, so Word, man. get through the bad days. But stay the course because, you know, um, like myself, I I jumped around a lot. Mm. And, yeah, sometimes you jump around for the wrong reasons. Mm. I, I don't regret any of the jumps that I made. Yeah. But I often think if I would have just picked a, just this place, uh-huh. you know, like, you know, if I would have just stayed in Monroe's. You yeah. Know, then I would be at this level, you know, or I mm. would be, you know, me and the company would be here, you know. But uh, if you you can't do that, you just have to just focus on where you're at at the moment, you yeah. know, and just enjoy the moment, enjoy the present, and just uh, yeah, just get ready to move in a forward direction the next day. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what's that's, up. That's it. Great advice, man. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. We're okay. uh. Where can people find you on uh, on social media? So what's on, your uh, on what's so- your links? At, at Diadelos Tacos, tacos with a K, D I A D E L O S T A K K O S. At uh, yeah, just on Instagram. Instagram, yeah, man. You're <laughs> then, big on the social media game too. I see yeah. you cooking burritos and shit. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I gotta go. No, I gotta man. go. <laughs> it, most most of it is honestly for my own amusement. Uh, I started doing like Snapchats and shit like that. Yeah. And uh and honestly like I've always since uh shoot since I started like just discovering myself, you know, <clears throat> being more comfortable like um I don't know, just just kind of mimicking people or just kind of like becoming like that that parrot and uh Mm. And so, like, I've developed like all these different like accents and stuff like that, <laughs> which I, I don't know, uh, uh, and all these different characters, if you will, you know. And so, like, the Snapchat, like, when this thing came about, and I'm like, I find something, you know, like, I can find some something with a, a voice to it, you know. I just love it. It's almost like a puppet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so a lot of the stuff that I put out there or whatever, it's it's honestly for my own amusement. The fact that other people have come up to me and said that they enjoy it. Yeah, it's has, fun, man. Has been, has been, you know, 
It's been just that much that's, more encouragement. That's cool, man. Like, yeah, it's like this is for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that you like it, but it's for really for me. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah. You know, like like my my menu at the restaurant. I'm like, honestly, if, even if you guys didn't like it, like this is all my favorite stuff to eat. Yeah, and this is the way that I love to have it. So uh, at the end of the day, at least I'm being fed well. Yeah, word like, up, man. The fact that you like it too, and that's a plus. That's amazing. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But cool, cool. yeah. Word, man. I think we'll uh, we'll end it on that note. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming through. We definitely got to do this again. And oh, um, what you can shout out? What what's the podcast that you got coming out? Okay, so tomorrow uh, we're gonna record the first episode of Let's Taco about it nice. with Chef Dominic. Um, we're gonna be featuring Chef Mark Quinones of Mas at uh, on the at the uh, on the loose. Okay. Downtown, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, New Mexico's voted best chef, and um, you know, good good friend of mine, and and yeah, we're gonna be talking to a lot of the chefs and a lot of people in the industry. Nice. And uh, just really kind of opening up the the window to you know what us as chefs and people uh, in the service industry go through, uh, and all the you know kind of peeling back the curtain, showing you guys what actually happens before the food gets to your table oh nice man yeah Yeah. i always said you know i I never treat the the waitresses and the waiters like bad i'm never disrespectful because they know the cooks Mm -hmm. and you know i watch tv and movies so uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't want you know i don't want the my food not that they do yeah but i you know like hey man you better treat the people nice (laughs) because You know, it's respect gets respect. Oh, definitely, you know? man. So, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think you carry that in life, then then you're gonna be all right for you know? sure. But, but for sure, like, yeah, you never know how short somebody's oh, tempers are, yeah. and, and you never know who's working in the back. Oh yeah, or like, yeah, you never know who's working in the back. So it could be some disgruntled person who's like, you know what, I'm gonna spit in a burger today because that mother, yeah, man, so. that son of a bitch. <laughs> I have. <laughs> yeah. How no, dare he? How I've, dare she? I've yeah. honestly, in my career, never seen anybody do that. Yeah. And nor would I condone any oh, food no, like yeah, that going out to any table. <laughs> but, you know, always just respect, just respect each other. Love everybody. Yeah, man. word up. Respect, man. respect everything. And, and just, just go with the flow, man. Word, just fucking man. California, baby. <laughs> well, hey, man, thank you for coming through. Course, like, it, it's been like a long journey to this point. Cause even back then, I was like, man, I should start a podcast and I should interview people from New Mexico. And like, years passed. And I was like, man, uh, talking to the dude from Dio de los Tacos would be fucking amazing. And, it's happening, so awesome. it took time, but you know, like you were saying, things take time. So I'm, yes, I'm glad you came through. I appreciate it. We got to do it again, yes, sir, and uh, see what see what's going on in the, yeah, in the spot, and oh, just man. see what's going on with you. But um, I'll be through uh, Taco Tuesday. I'll come through Tuesday night for and, sure uh, after work. Yep, and, uh, I should probably hit the gym first, and then <laughs> yeah, come through. <laughs> we got volleyball courts out there too. Oh, man. that's man, right. Man, play yeah. a game of volleyball. Play a game of volleyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hit the papa sure. shot, man. Yeah, Just man. <laughs> flick of the flick of the wrist. Definitely, man. Yeah. But uh, thanks again, of and course, uh, man. yeah, man, it's been hey, it's been dope. No, seriously, I'm uh, I'm very uh, inspired by you and, and what you had going on, and, and this connection was great. And so yeah, man. So I'm, yeah, I'm very awesome. gra- I'm very grateful for this. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Word che- up. Cheers, brother. Cool, man. Cheers. Peace. Peace.